I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Hold on! Oh, Jesus Christ! Hey, oh, welcome to the Rose Sportin' Podcast. The only podcast that's being recorded the day before Martin Luther King Day. How's everyone doing? I'm doing good. I'm Travis. My name is Titties Out Travis. Oh. Titties Out Travis. Yeah. I am I am Titties In Cody. And I'm Mike. Where are your titties at, Mike? Yeah, where are your titties? I'm self-conscious, guys. I, I have pancake tits. Uh, when so- you say pancake tits, are the breasts... Pancake size, or are we just talking like the areola? Because we taught you that word. My areolas are very wide. So your titties, I hop, Mike. I would say so. Cool. How, how is your areola only wide? Is it not also tall? Do you just have well, I, oval? I, I used to be a fat boy. Areolas. Yeah, we've yeah, talked but, about this. Mike was. Uh, what was your favorite restaurant called? Pudgy's Chicken. Oh yeah. Yeah, you remember was, that? Yeah. You, is that real? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's real. McDonald's is good. Yeah. Oh, see, uh, Mike, I, I feel you because one of my favorite sandwiches as a kid—it's not around anymore. Big Boy. The Big Boy. What's that? It was at uh, Burger Haven. Burger Local Haven. Local Huntington Huntington Restaurant. Oh, uh, yeah. Big Boy with cheese. Damn. With big Boy. Why do they go out of business? Uh, not enough big boys. <laughs> I remember. Oh, I, I remember that place so fondly because I never went there. <laughs> and no. Yeah, I, okay. I always wanted it, but my mother. Would never bring me to a place like that. She respected me too much to the point <laughs> where there was no fun. I think your areolas would probably be larger like Mike and I yeah. if you went there. Whatever. Maybe I don't want your areolas, Mike. Maybe I'm fine with mine. Hey, to each his own. All right, describe them real quick before we start our episode on... We're doing... I mean, oh, yeah. We're finally doing the episode about Benjamin Button, right? Yeah, yeah. This is Benjamin Button. I have Button. that disease. We describe your areolas and... You uh, already threw out pancake. Lots of detail. Um, like tannish color and uh actually like tannish red what do you what are like nipples colored usually pink pinkish red okay <laughs> i think there's, there's a crayon in the crayola box that says nipple yeah really in the sexual crayolas. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, semen nipple color. is the white one and, uh... <laughs> when i went to a volkswagen festival in my youth i i met a man who had no nipple what uh. it seems as though he mutilated himself <laughs> and then cut it off you don't cut nipples off, you sand them. I think he was selling air fresheners for a living. Ah. Um, so that okay. brought me to the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fell for it, I see. Uh, of course. Who doesn't want that? How is everyone's nipple full week? Uh, I got nothing. So I mean, I, to, to the term nipple full, I have nothing. Oh, Should come on. You know, there's nipples all around you, dude. You just have to imagine everyone with their nipples out. Like I do. I'm suddenly very uncomfortable. It's how you're able to get up in front of three other men and talk. Yeah. You have to imagine us with just... our nipples out. Yep. Mike, wait, what did you do this week? Oh, I saw a dead dude. Wow. <laughs> that was a strong start. Okay. We can go All down right. this. Yeah, let's, you, let's pursue you, this. Do you poke it with a stick? Do you kick no, flip I, over uh, him? A rubber neck in. It like, really snowed pretty bad yesterday. And I guess the guy was going too fast on Sunrise Highway. You know where I like, come out by mastics to all like trees? No, I don't like go to that area. <laughs> Once you go out into that area, it turns kind of into like the woods. 
So all I saw was like people like helping him, but you just see like the car door open. The guy looked, looked like he had like something pierced his chest like through the tree. Some shit. Wow. It looked pretty good. You need your chest. Do yeah. you think Pierce Brosnan was inside of him? Maybe. He's always piercing chests. Yeah, don't do oh, that. Sad, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. So it'll drive very yeah. slow when it's snowing out. Yeah. Well, like good good PSA, Mike. Mm, way way to job. turn that uh, wholesome and constructive. Good good segue from your nipples. Yeah. yeah. Dead guy. Okay. I um Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, buddy. This week I ordered a lot of food from a restaurant. Hey. I, call, I called it in. And I said, hey, I'm going to pick it up. And I, I gave them the order, and the woman said, okay, 15 minutes. And I, I said, okay. I, I put on a, a stopwatch, and I said, I'm going to wait 15 minutes before I go down. And right as I was leaving, I looked at the phone number I had dialed, and it was the restaurant's other location that was 50 miles away. Oh I've done that. <laughs> so my $75 food order was just sitting there, and I went back downstairs and drank myself into a coma, and then reordered the food from the local place. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That, uh, oh, I do man. feel really bad about doing that. I'm very not going to name the restaurant because they, they will murder me if they yeah. find out it was me. Um, you can give them like, uh, uh, an apology plug. Give them a five-star rating on Yelp. Tom. I'm not. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I gave them the rating. They got the rating. Um, I, I tipped very well when I went to the right place. And I did call them <laughs> and clarified that I had messed up, and I oh. hope they can reuse my order in some fashion, uh, to which the woman said, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is already in the garbage. Yeah, and that was just yesterday. The rest of my week was working uh, with my new job, which I also will not tell you where I work, but I got to say, it's awesome. And doing this podcast, I never thought would help get me a job. But my new I'm boss still waiting for that magic to happen for me. He listened to my podcast when I sent my resume, and he immediately hired me. Yeah, oh, glorious. Man. You make us sound beautiful. Yeah. I really need to start applying with my podcast on it and be like, guess what? Um, I could be a thong model. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to this podcast. Wow, that thong isn't breaking? That must be a great thong. <laughs> Very yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's made from rhino liner. Yeah. What about uh, you, Cody? Uh, I think uh, someone is attempting to recruit me into a cult recently. Oh. What kind of cult? Um, let, let me let me just. All right, I'll let slow me, down. Let me back up. Uh, I'm curious. Walking the dog. Okay. Walking the dog. Neighbor lady noticed my dog. New neighbor lady, and she has a dog just like my dog. And she was just like, "Oh, hey, how are you? Where are you from? This, that, the other thing." And then like. I, I say, like, you know, I give my, like, life story. She thinks I'm, like, 17 because she asked if I got into college yet, and I'm just like, ah, yeah. So, you do have I'm a 17 look about you, which I don't know how you've managed to maintain that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know either. It's it's weird. I thought it was a genetics thing, but the other half of my family still is just like, wow, that guy is, that guy is fetus-faced. Uh, uh, your younger brother looks as though he used to pick you up from kindergarten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Adequate, astute uh, description. Uh, hit it off with this lady. She's she's sixty, by the way. So she's not like not hitting on me because she thinks I'm seventeen or whatever. Mm, maybe and she then, was. Never know. And then she does like the, the standard thing. It's just like, hey, want to go to a party with me? And what? I'm just like, whoa. Ooh. Uh, and when is it? And she's like, oh, Friday night. And I'm just like, okay, where is it? And she gives me like this really obscure church name. 
And I'm just like, mm, you invited me to a party at a church. And she's just like, there's all you can eat pancakes. And I'm just like, oh. you're trying to recruit me into a cult, bitch. I can smell it. I can her, fucking smell by it. By pancakes, she meant her areola. Yes. <laughs> second, second pancake. Well, Cody, <laughs> I wouldn't like write this off entirely. Maybe it's one of those cults where all they do is focus on draining cocks. Yeah. You know, oh, and then yeah. you'd be in good shape. Yeah, just getting but- your cock drained. The, they still kill you after like the the seventy second cock draining. I feel right. I yeah, think it was might. probably it it. it's probably just jerking off into a volcano because you're in Hawaii. <laughs> and she's and like she mentioned like the name of the religion. I don't want to butcher the enunciation or have the ire of that church suddenly like come after me. But she was just like, yeah, we we have a we have a unity. We 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 we. we, we preach tolerance and unity and how all religions must be unified into one. Oh, so that oh Unitarianism. I don't know if it's that. She didn't say that word. She used right. a different word that I, she was just like, look it up. And I'm just like, bitch, I'm not looking this up. It's going to like leave a, like a weird cookie in my browser or something like that. And mm. she asked for a ride to the church. Oh, that's a and hell of a way to get you. Yeah. Just like, oh, maybe she's trying to drain your dick before you even get in there. And then yeah. when you pull up, a lot more where that came from. To which I would also say, no, I, it's already happened. I'm post drainage. Yeah, post there is, Malone. There is, there is nothing here for you. Yeah. Gotta go. Well, that, that's pretty interesting. It was weird. Yeah. I got an RSVP soon. We'll probably do it tomorrow. Tell that bitch now. You should make additional content of going to this church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That'd be sick. I'm not. Not doing that. Well, I got it. Let me see. Let me see. A, let me see a fucking three hundred dollar jump on the Patreon. <laughs> I'll send you the Zoom recorder if you do it. There you the, go. The hand one. You can you can roll around. You can be like, oh, let's what's see. Up, bitch? Let's see a three hundred dollar jump on the Patreon. Tom will get me a Zoom recorder. I'll put on my Sunday best and eat pancakes in a cool in this cult environment for the ninnies if they they're willing to nut up for it. Uh, nut up. Well, I mean, you might be the one nutting up here. I'll be nutting out. Outward, yes, for sure. Uh, Travis, I rarely ask this question, and I feel really bad about it. Um, Would you like to start the episode? (laughs) I mean, it's up to you guys. Uh, You know what? I wanted to tell you some things before we started. You know, it's called foreplay, Tom. I know when you're around a woman, when you're around a woman, you're just right in there. Yeah. I need to foreplay the episode a little bit. I am biologically aware. (laughs) <laughs> I, my name has changed to, to to Saltman. It used to be Seedman. <laughs> I see. So my week, thanks, Tom. Well, first of all, I almost died because I slipped oh, yeah. when I got out of the shower and pulled off the curtain hanger. <laughs> this is great. My foot was hanger? fucked up. And that was the same right. day that I cut myself with some scissors. So that? I'm just like, I'm what are you doing? I was a nightmare child. What project are you doing where all this bodily harm is at risk? But what I was going to do, and I don't mean this to like the point of this, but Tom introduced me to my new favorite YouTuber who made me lol. Who? Davey504. He's an epic slapper. Yeah, he's funny. He doesn't need an attention from us. Like he's... No, but I'm just saying I've just been walking around epicoing things. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, he's got what is going six, on? almost I, six I know million subscribers. You don't need to give him a plug. Yeah, but he's Italian, so come on. Hey. He's a bass player, what is going Cody. On? He's I don't a- know what's going on. <laughs> this guy, Davey504, he's a bass player. He's actually very funny. He's one of these people who figured out how to do YouTube humor without being an ass about it. Oh, the Holy Grail. I know he doesn't need a plug, but I almost died twice. Once from scissors and once from falling out of showers. And Davey made me laugh. Huh. All right. 
Stop taking scissors into the fucking shower with you. <laughs> yeah, be careful, Travis. What uh, were you cutting? Ah, uh, something to do with work. Trust me, I have a dangerous job at my coffee house. <laughs> All right. I'll buy it. Holy shit! This is why I don't want to talk to Travis about this <laughs> week because he talks about a YouTube channel that everybody knows about. He talks about scissors and he talks about falling. <laughs> but not That's even in great enough detail. It's just like, oh, we're. You didn't even mention that you were wet. You just said I'm getting out of the shower. You well, didn't yeah. paint the picture. You were just like, oh god, I'll fall down. <laughs> yeah, there's no water involved. So you guys want to learn about a little stupid idiot? Yeah, or what? I mean, I mean, you want me to just go fall in the shower again? We don't have to do episodes. Yeah, that's you do a, you, man. That's I'll, bonus I'll just provide commentary on either one. <laughs> well, tonight we are roasting the 19th century preacher, Henry Ward Beecher. Nice. You ever heard of this no, idiot? No. no. I know nothing about him, which I always, I always get tingly in the scrote. When I know there's an episode I can fully learn uh, a thing on. Was he a fat guy who swam like a whale and then beached himself a lot uh, he, oh. he was pretty chug, chubby and he did have a excellent mane mm. <laughs> excellent manes yeah, yeah. And, and those lion fish peaked. yeah it's interesting because he was one of the most famous people of the 19th century in america and he's also responsible for mega churches oh yeah I, I, I foreshadowed with my cult fucking shit i guess yeah exactly uh, Any pancakes there Oh, tons of pancakes. So he's pretty much unknown today, and there's a reason for that. Did he have sex with kids? No, surprisingly, well, ooh, uh, yes. Oh, weird answer. Uh, yeah, mm, yes. Yeah, that's a big old yes or no. No, that's a yeah. yes, because, you know, you threw me for a loop, because usually when you talk about, you know, religious people, you think of little boys. Yeah. Yeah. Not into the boys, but had sex with kids. Fair enough. No, I mean, gross. Grotesque, horrifying, but fair enough. All right, well, this will still be funnier than Leopold. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. So, we'll make it happen. So you sorry. may have heard of his older sister, though, Harriet Beecher Stowe. You guys know her? No. Yes. Uh, she was America's uh, first novelist to break a million copies with her story, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh. oh. I never heard of it. You never heard yeah. of it? That's a slave one where they talked about slavery. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no. Happy Martin Luther Mike? King Day, everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, ro we're roasting an abolitionist right before Martin Luther King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Smooth. It's fine. It's, it, it, Martin Luther was a great guy. He had yeah. ideas. He had thoughts. He was the good preacher. Yeah. He just had sex with women. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Not kids. Cared about his people. Fine. So, but why were you laughing at that? There was no joke. Who's laughing? I was laughing. You were laughing. I'm always laughing. That. The Both ninnies. Guys, we everyone. could hear them through the internet laughing. <laughs> I heard you guys laughing. I didn't laugh. All right. So, yeah, Tom. Um, <laughs> Uncle Tom's Cabin was a fictional account of the brutalities of slavery in the South and would become one of the primary texts, the stirrup abolitionists in the North, which would eventually lead to the Civil War. Now, like Harriet, that. like her younger brother Henry, they were both at Northern Abolitionists. They were supporters of religious reform and women's suffrage. So you might be thinking, nice. Travis, why are you going to roast someone with these noble causes? Yeah. You know, this guy sounds great already. Yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, you we, uh, you also forgot that I asked a, a startling question before, which was, did he have sex with children? <laughs> and you answered yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Sorry so if maybe, I ruined your script. You I, ruined uh, my Tom, goddamn script, Thomas. I know you put a lot of time into these. I, I do appreciate your time. As goofy <laughs> as you are, you really do your, do your work here at Roast Mortem. Yeah. <laughs> he had sex with kids. <laughs> um... So yeah. I just want to take that out of context. This so is bad. It, I'm gonna take it out of context. That's how we start the episode. The episode. Yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh so sometimes I just this oh, this episode's kind of about sometimes people that have good causes and may have the best intentions can be an asshole, and maybe those reasons why they're getting you know backing those causes are not for the best reason. Mm, okay, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I buy it. I got you, boo. So let's dive into Henry Ward Beecher, America's most famous man. We're going to remake him famous. Remake him famous. Henry. This is the big episode. So Henry Henry was born. What's his name? What's Uh, his full name again? Henry Ward Beecher. Henry Ward Beecher. Okay. So Henry was born in Litchfield, Connecticut in 1813 uh, to a very famous Calvinist preacher named Lyman Beecher. Uh, so Lyman, that's, that's a name that needs to be brought back by the yeah, way. Lyman. Lyman. We need more Lymans today. <laughs> Lyman Beecher was a very fire and brimstone, hard ass preacher, a man of God that believed that men were born with sin and were constantly sinning. And the only way that they could be saved was through the power of the scripture. It's crazy. Oh, makes sense. How was your day, Lyman? Out here sinning, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Came in a, a, in a urinal. <laughs> yeah, the you Bible explicitly that? says something about that. No, no, I, no, I haven't no, done that. No, 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 no never. <laughs> no. I was just testing you guys. Mike, did are, you do are, that? You, I said no. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Like I said, the Beechers were of the Calvinist denomination. Calvinism was a highly conservative uh, version of Christianity, and it came from the Puritans that originally settled New England on the Mayflower. All right, Calvin's got it. So, yeah, that was... They, you know, these Puritans came to America nearly 200 years before Henry Beecher was born. But this pilgrim shit, right? And the Calvinists, they believed that the devil was a physical form lurking around every corner, jerking off into salads, tempting people with sin, and bringing them down in the fiery, salady pit of hell. Of cum. Cum salad hell. Yeah. Wow, Jebediah, that salad looks great. <laughs> Were you making sure to keep it your eye on it the entire time? <laughs> oh, no. Well, I can't eat that salad because Lucifer has certainly came on it. <laughs> they, all, they also believe that people's fate were, was preordained by God. Ah, uh, predestiny. Yeah. So interesting enough, this is mainly for you two guys over there, is that Lyman got his start preaching in East Hampton, New York in oh. 1799. It's a nice area. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's rich people all over the place. Yeah, dickheads yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> I wonder if that's coincidental. Yeah, I'm thinking about <laughs> it. Probably. Henry Beecher was shit out into the world in 1813, right. like I mentioned, this hard-ass Calvinist. When he, he was eight out of 13 children born to Lyman. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Big old brood. Lyman liked to have fun. Brood is a good word. He liked to put his seed in his sin bag, which was what he called his wife. 
Yeah. <laughs> Scrotum to send bag. That's a lot of confessions, man. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. Every single cell that comes out of the front. Every semen, every little squirmy tadpole. Yeah, you gotta sin. count them. You got you gotta TSA them. It probably took him a year to come because he had to stop him at the urethra and make sure he was counting the numbers right. <laughs> Slow it down. My precious got holy little goo. clicker. <laughs> so so growing up in America in the eighteen tens and twenties was hard. America had just been put in its place by England in the War of eighteen twelve which people at the time called the Second American Revolution, and America's dirt poor. Poor old mm. country. Yeah. Wow, how unlike today. So on top of this poor sandpaper for dinner times, Henry's father okay. claimed to be built for war and was leading a no-fun religious crusade on America that he called the Great Benevolent Empire. Sounds All right. like fun. A mouthful, yeah. Yeah, so Lyman had high expectations for all of his children, putting immense pressure on them as they grow up to be good con- Christians and continue the fight against sin. Wait, can I do Lyman real quick? Mm-hmm. Now, I know I've got 13 of you kids, and statistically, at least one of you is going to be homosexual. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you to repress those feelings and go start a pecan farm <laughs> and talk about God. <laughs> oh now, yeah, Papa! Uh, if any of you, if any of you homosexuals, come knocking at the door, I'm gonna get the the spoon, Mister Spoon. You know what I mean? oh. God, the no, old Dad, knuckle. No. Uh, stop it! Stop looking! Ow. Stop taking care of yourself! Uh. Stop! Stop going to the uh, gym so much! Uh, Thanks, Papa. Papa, I really like HDTV. <laughs> <laughs> Hate that network. Yeah. What? What? Uh, what was that? Get out of here. Get out of my house. Go start the pecan farm. <laughs> so, when Henry was three, his mother died of tuberculosis. Ah, oh. yeah, something that Henry didn't really remember because he's three. But his older sister Harriet would that would stick with her, her entire life. So mama dies. It's sad. Got it. Uh, back in those days in rural Connecticut, if you had a kid or if you had kids. You had to have a wife, um, especially if you're Lyman and you're starting this crusade. Um, uh-huh. Well, I mean, yeah. that that goes for today too. What? How? How else are you gonna go to the sports bar and watch the sports? Yeah, if you don't have a wife. Two for an Applebee's. Yeah, me and the boys heading out. It's Veterans Day. So Lyman took a trip to Boston and bought one. Oh, nice. Hey, yeah, you got that Bogo deal in Boston. That's right. Uh, back then, sort of like a mail order bride, um, you could just go to Boston and buy a wife. Custom? Why? Why did we stop this? Yeah. <laughs> custom. Yeah, Mike, you got to kit it out in in five words or less. What kind of customization would you do to your wife? Oh, tribal what? tattoos. Tribal tattoos? Yeah, yeah. That's only two it's words. That means you know what you want. You got three more, Mike. Spinners. What are her uh, trucks like? Uh, hollow kingpin. Look at that. I was I was thinking like tighter. I think back what I said about tribal tattoos because I feel like it's gonna come back and haunt me. What's wrong about tribal tattoos? I don't know. They look hot on women in the nineties. You mean tribal body art? Yeah. Use the proper term, Mike. Yeah, Mike. I take that back. No, you don't have to. It's fine. Ed Hardy T-shirt. Ed Hardy T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's Mike's. Awesome. Mike Mike's Tinder right there. Do you have an Ed Hardy T-shirt? Oh, it's required. Required. Well, I got several thousand messages in an hour. <laughs> All right. So 
Uh, Harriet described how Henry was so excited to get his new mom. Yeah! It was like Christmas for him. Something mm. that Calvinists did not celebrate in any way. Oh, fuck that. I'm off, the, I'm off this train. Yeah, no Christmas, no birthday, no celebration. Because this is... No Hanukkah? Imagine the one holiday you get is when your dad marries a stranger. <laughs> this is for you, son. <laughs> Love you, son. Don't be gay. <laughs> so Lyman's new wife, 27-year-old Harriet Porter, um, was actually more strict and hard on on her children, her stepchildren, uh-huh. uh, than crusty old Lyman. And uh, well, let's that's, be cl- Lyman found that hot. Yeah. Le- well, let's be clear. Lyman was not sweet to his kids. He once told Henry, "There's thirteen of them, of course." Yeah. yeah. He once told Henry. Do you know that every breath you take is a sin? Really? Damn. Wow. Plus <laughs> sinning. Yeah. Don't breathe, idiot. You're just born to do it wrong, then. You're a little cinnamon. Yeah. Crawling around like it's all wrong, isn't it? You're just ruining everything by breathing. That's that'll be the worst guy to go on a road trip with, because everything is wrong. You know, you bring yeah. it, you give him the map, you go, which way do I go? Doesn't matter. It's all wrong. It's preordained. Yeah. No, what's the right way? How do I get to fucking how do I get to Bush Gardens? Well, <laughs> Maps backwards. I don't know. It's all wrong. If we go there, we're just going to sin anyway. Might as well just stay at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I mean, he's that's not wrong. Too bad. Yeah. You could, you could, that's, I want to retire tomorrow. Just stay at Cracker Barrel. Yeah. Last time I went to Cracker Barrel, I had diarrhea before I stepped <laughs> out of the dining area. <laughs> and that was Cracker Barrel's fault? <laughs> yeah, of course it was. Because I engorged myself on southern delicacies, like white gravy. That's good stuff. Uh, that's funny, because that actually happened to me, too. I was, like, sick <laughs> instantly. Like, I was walking through the gift shop, because you always have to walk in through the gift shop. Who has to, What restaurant do you have to walk? You, you exit through the gift shop. What do they sell in the gift shop? Well, they only, yeah, they only got one door. Yeah. yeah. Because they, they have to have those real wide doors, you know? Really... <laughs> And can I just say something from a Cody point of view? Like, wh- why use the barrel for the cracker container? Wouldn't crates be much more packing efficient? Uh, Are we talking about Ritz, though? <laughs> Big-ass Ritz? That's a circle, dude. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, but circles still Cody. don't fucking... Bam! No, circles still don't tessellate with other circles. Whatever, dude. I don't know. Look, all I'm going to say is that it's probably the only place in America where it's an advantage to start diabetic. <laughs> okay. So this new mommy, Harriet Porter, served her purpose in this fucked up Calvinist world as Lyman's cum dumpster. And he squirted out, she squirted out far more Beecher kids, adding to Lyman's yeah. army. Wait, uh, so, yeah, yeah, right. so wait, were the 13 existing already with Harriet? No, I think uh, I think Henry was maybe the eighth or something like that. Henry, so he was Henry the eighth. I am, I am, and <laughs> yeah. then then all of a sudden Harriet comes in because the other one died of TB, and yeah. then a new one comes in and gets five more. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. that's math. Thank you, Tom. Hey, so man, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, Harriet quickly spiraled into an abu- uh, into an abusive uh, into an abusive depression as all of as a lot of her newborns. I mean, she had more than just five. Some of them. Like died right away from yeah, something happens back something then. that they called black canker, also that's known nice. as scarlet fever. Oh, that's a colorful sickness, black and scarlet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right? Eventually, she would have a minor stroke uh, at the age of thirty-four, 
and which left her very, you know, like, even more miserable. She would oh. die young about 10 years later. And the funny thing is, the reason why I'm going off on her a little bit, because she was like a big kind of character that I'm going to just not talk about after this point, um, is that <laughs> Lyman at the Got time, it. who had relocated the family to Cincinnati, would just head back to Boston and buy a new wife. <laughs> he traveled okay, so- all the way from Cincinnati to Boston. It was like, I don't know, that one. Good selection in Boston. <laughs> it's like a it's like a rent a center deal. Yeah, dude. What's the Ferraris? How much were these wives, by the way? Can I get a group? I didn't get a price. I didn't get a price. Right, that's fine, but you know, I, I'm gonna assume since this guy spent all of his money on not sinning, that you know, it must have been affordable. Yeah. Well, the second time he bought a wife, she was used. She was a divorced. Oh, wife. okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. That should have been seen as illegal because yeah, that's right. even illegal in the Catholic Church today. Today. Well, I have I oh, have sorry, uncles not, not that divorced, I'm not allowed widowed. to talk to. Oh, really? widowed. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Divorced by She's death. still on the used wife lot. Yeah. Yeah. This baby's only got about 30,000 pumps on her. <laughs> Is that how they measure good. old wives? So Henry Beecher, our subject, was like the odd duck out out of the Beecher kids, right? Uh, odd duck? Odd duck. Is that a phrase? No, the no, ugly duckling is. or now you could have said black sheep. That would have worked odd totally duck. fine. Dude, ducks are We're, odd. Uh, you have to explain odd duck before we continue. <laughs> Dude, when I Briefly, see a duck, though. I'm like, that shit is odd. <laughs> if it's like in your house, yes, it's an odd duck to be in your fucking house. See? Works. All right, this is a fucking tangent, but it's like <laughs> if you walked into someone's house and they said, Hey, I'd love for you to check out my collection of rare vases. Sure. And then they, they show you from wall to wall a collection of, of rare, expensive, uh, uh, what was it, Ying Dynasty vases. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then one of them was a living duck. <laughs> you don't say that. Yeah, that, that's an odd duck. Yeah, uh, yeah right. Who's doing it? It totally that, works. Yeah, it Smartest does work. Travis, you're no, right. I, because thanks, Tom. Even if you're playing duck, duck, goose, goose is the odd one out, not the ducks. The ducks are normal in that game. Move it on. So most of them, most of these Beecher kids were the model examples of Christians, right? They were scared into getting good grades. They excelled in this weird Christian bubble. Henry uh, was like a little, while he was still scared shitless, he was still like uh, like getting out there, being mean, not doing his prayers sometimes. Uh Uh-oh, slacker. And he also had a speech impediment, so everyone laughed at it. Oh, that's sucks. What's he got? He's got a lisp? He's got a stutter? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. But it's interesting because he would go on to become one of the biggest preachers, and the fact that he had a speech impediment, well, I said that, mm-hmm. <laughs> speech impediment, he would um, like be really, he'd be an asshole if like someone corrected him. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What do you mean? He'd be like, I don't know, look at... My flock is like the odd ducks out. Oh, and then like, an someone be like, you're an idiot. Yeah, I mean, but that's normal. That's <laughs> We've been doing that to you forever. As long as I've known you, Travis. Yeah. That's, but that's not a speech impediment. That's He had one of those <laughs> constant impediments, and then he outgrew it, or he learned how to get past it. So when people uh-huh. would correct him in the future, he'd be a dick about it. Like if he like misspoke on a word. Like what you guys do to me. <clears throat> no. You don't misspeak, you misthink. <laughs> wow. 
Dude, my thinking like, is so good. I, it's smooth as shit, dude. You perfectly pronounced odd duck out. Dude, odd duck odd out duck is great. Mike, you fine. agree with me? Come on, dude. Back yeah. me up, bro. I agree with you, Travis. This might be the best episode 100%. ever. I love this. We're learning so much about each other. <laughs> this episode's going to be fucking eight hours long. Yeah, All right. right. Harriet was the complete opposite of Henry. She was smart, knew multiple languages, could read well, all this shit. <laughs> and uh, okay, <laughs> in this handmaiden's tale of a world, well, that is 19th century New England, Lyman hey. lamented that he wished Harriet was a boy and Henry was a girl. All right. Oh, that's despicable. Yeah. He shouldn't have been sinning. Yeah. Anyway, more. moving on. Because I got a lot of sure. a lot of scr- yeah. I got a lot of fucking slides here. Is this gonna be Words. the longest episode ever? Because <laughs> this is the most famous man ever. Yeah, pretty much. I'm fine. I got a lot of energy tonight. Let's go, dude. I'm boys. Uh, let's make it happen. I'm excited. Mm. I think okay. so far I've said one or two funny things that might work. So I'll keep those in the episode. Okay, so Lyman was not making a lot of money in Litchfield, Connecticut. So he's like, all yeah. right, might as well go where I can buy wives. So let's go to Boston. Yeah, and uh, source. yeah. So then he moves the family to Boston because what is the point of teaching fear if you're not making bank? Yeah, right. Right. Well, obviously, mm. it's to further enlighten your soul and body. <laughs> yeah, salvation, like Tom says. Yeah, that, you know that. What's that eternal thing called? Right. It's it's salvation. Thank you, Cody. Oh. Yeah. Also damnation, but whatever. Yeah, I mean that's if you if you. <laughs> Anyway, he moves over there. You're saying he's in Boston now because it's a lot closer to the used dealership. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So he sets up a chapel and starts uh, preaching all of his hate uh, and, and starts really going after the denomination called Universalists who were sinners and not the chosen people. These are like liberal Christians. They're like, I don't know, dude. God's cool. Sick. I think P.T. Barnum was one of those. Yeah, it was. It was a very, I'm going back a year and a half now with our episodes. This is the the kind of shit I retain while I'm drinking. Yeah, it was, I will remember your face if you try to rape me. <laughs> uh, yeah, universalists were like a lot of the elites and stuff. They were into that. Like, okay, you know, they're like, I don't know. We're just having a good time, making money, dog. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. uh, God is good. Money's better. Uh, yeah. You want to trade wives for an hour? Yeah, right. Wife swapping. So in Boston, Henry joins one of those old-timey street urchin gangs called the Salem Streeters. Ooh. Look at that. A bunch of tough guys. Yeah, they get in all sorts of mischief, like kicking the shit out of friends. Kicking the shit out of kids and stealing shit, spying on the girls. So that made Henry even more of a black sheep or odd duck. Fuck you. So in this dock town, Henry gets the idea that he wants to become a captain of a ship. Obviously not the career Lyman wanted for him. So at 14, Henry runs away and runs off to the docks to become a sailor. Gets cold feet, goes home. Lyman's like, dude, if you want to be a captain, you got to learn how to read sea charts and calculate routes. So you got to get the books, get good at the math. Is that what he said? Why did yeah, you verbatim? do yeah. Why did you do your, your best Cosby impression just now? <laughs> No one's heard how that guy preached. Maybe that's how he preached. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, wouldn't he be like really pissed off that he ran away? But he like kind of encouraged them to like do it. Dude, he was doing some like sly moves here. Because he's like, oh, you got to get better in school if you want to be a captain. So Henry listens. Oh, okay. His grades improve. 
Also not by choice because Lyman's like, all right, you're going to a Christian boarding school. <laughs> but well, there's nothing yes. wrong with that. Yeah. Henry quickly realized that he sucked at math. And he was like, you know what? Let's just do what my dad does. I'll start preaching. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Just talk, Family right? business. So when it came time to picking uh, college in 1830, Henry was like, he thought, he was like, he, I'm going to Yale. Just like my father and all my older brothers. The problem was that Henry sucked. So Lyman was <laughs> Wait. like. Yeah, all right. Lyman went to Yale? Yes. Where We missed that information. Do you mean like he visited that location no. or was actually enrolled in Yale? He graduated from Yale. So really? he's, okay. he's not mentally slow. No. He's just into that fire and brimstone teaching. Yeah, but what did they uh, study back then? Fire and brimstone, most likely. Yeah. Like I was going to say that. Yeah. No, this is like a calculated preacher guy. You know what I mean? Like he's he's not. This, Lyman is pretty popular at the time. Not as big oh, as, so he became popular because he said he wasn't making any money. So now he's doing better. He went to yeah. Yale. He he runs his course in where Cincinnati and then Connecticut, and then he goes over here and no, he he's starts in figuring Boston. it out. He's in Boston. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Now yeah. he's in Boston. Yeah, he did the other two locations. He's in Boston now. He's figuring it out. He's making money. He's uh the loud mouth boy. No, he's not. He hasn't gotten to Cincinnati. I was kind of flash forwarding a little bit. If we're confused. All right. You broke the timeline. <laughs> Sorry, I broke it. Travis, I don't know what you did wrong, but know. you definitely did something. Anyway, something. let's move along. All I right. can't figure it out yet. So, uh, the problem is, like I said, Henry s still kind of sucked at school. So, Lyman was able to pull some strings and got him into the ultra-conservative Amherst College, nicknamed hey. the Priest Factory. <laughs> it's like All Fear right. Factory it's fun. with priests. Spring yeah. break. Sounds like an anti-comedy club name. You know what I mean? Instead of like the Laugh Factory, it's the Priest Factory. Yeah, so, everyone gets one hour sets. Comedy store, yeah. So in college, of course, this is an all-boys college, Henry meets a Greek exchange student named Constantine. I knew his name would be that. <laughs> yeah. cool name. Of course. Yeah. The two are best buds. And Henry calls him, in quotes, the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. Now oh, you, what? And huh? Now you might think, gay. What? Well, huh? to each his own. But, Especially if dad said no. <laughs> but the weird Papa. the weird thing is, is that's how just like dudes used to talk back then. Be like, Tom, like we're buds. I'd love to kiss you on the lips. It's not no, and I would say, no, Travis, no. I am from the future, and you're creeping me out. Those are very beautiful, I must say. No, you're right. No, that, that's um. If you look at historic letters, I remember uh, reading a couple of Abraham Lincoln's letters, and the whole rumor of him being a homosexual, which is probably true. Um, he used to write to a lot of his men friends, and you could see how he would talk very dearly about them. Yeah, like like if I missed you for some reason, which I never have. But if I did, and I wrote you a letter, Mike, it would be like a love letter. I'd oh. be like, oh, I miss spending time with you, and your Sweetheart. hair is so nice, and you don't smell that bad. I wish I could read it. I buy that, but calling men calling other men beautiful just seems weird. It's definitely it's weird to just us. Just the adjective, I think like dashing, handsome, all fly, but it's just like calling another man beautiful is weird to me. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Hey, I mean, they probably think we're fucking really weird because we don't care what people do. 
Yeah. You know, like we we don't care about what people do in the bedroom or what color their skin is. Like that's just a normal thing that we do. But if someone was to talk about us, well, you know, found out about us from the past, they'd be like, heathens. <laughs> Going to heck. They'd be Going like Going to heck. Yeah, they'd be all like all of you. They'd be like, gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's on point. Uh, there you go. So, all right, like I said, this is how dudes talk to each other. Henry actually, though, Henry actually changed his middle name to Constantine for a while, but and he'd go ooh. around like be like, "Oh, I'm Henry Constantine Beecher," because we're best buds. And then he also named one wow. of his children Constantine. The two well, drifted apart. The man crush. Yeah, it's a man crush. Two drifted apart. Um, but Henry. Uh, one of the customs that he picked up from Con- Constantine was the Greek custom of kissing people on the cheek as a greeting, which I personally can't stand. Um, all right. Got to clear some air right now. Sure. Got some Greek friends. I do this yeah. every time with them. I am. I kiss my Greek male friends on the cheeks, both sides. They still do that shit today, and it's very comforting. I just think it's you a, did that to me once. It's an invasion of once, personal Tom. space. Yeah, no, not when Here's you're Greek. Thing. It's just normal. And then also, yeah. I'm I date a Brazilian, who when yeah. you like you basically hug and almost French kiss everyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me let me just say like you you kissed me on the cheek once, and the fact that you were very drunk and speaking with a Greek accent somehow made it copacetic. <laughs> I was okay with this. If either one of those two things was not there, I would have been very uncomfortable. But you were drunk and speaking with a Greek accent. And it, it kind of like, you know, a spoonful. It, was, it, it, so it, it flew under my radar. Right. So I put you there for a moment. So now I'm putting our audience there for a moment. Yeah. Yeah, but what if I had an old octopusy I found on the Greek beach? And then I go that to kiss you on the face and your... you get fucking like poop bile coming out of you. What are you talking about? What's he talking about? No, I mean, you're assuming these are dirty people. They're not. Maybe I'm just dirty. If I was in Greece, I'd find those beach octopus in a second. Eat that shit, baby. (laughs) All right. Probably fed All right. Fine. Another thing he picks up in college is phrenology. Phrenology. How do you you pronounce that? I don't even know. Cody, you you did some research on us. Tell about what that is. I did a page of research because Travis wanted me to. Lazy. Um, phrenology. Uh, it's those little the be- the best image for phrenology is that like white porcelain bust. It's not a bust because it's just a head, a head, and it's got like all the dotted lines all over like the alleged sectors of the brain, and each brain has and each brain sector has its own like descriptor on it. It, it was pretty much the thought that like your psychological and mental makeup could be deduced by the lumpiness of your head. Mike, what, what do you feel about that? You having the smoothest brain here. <laughs> yeah, so we're t- it, it's a game of smooth brain or lumpy skull. Lumpy skull doesn't sound like fun. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, got so that smooth, like, smooth brain, you got smooth thoughts, smooth road. Yeah. <laughs> lumpy brain no might make you way. a serial killer depending on where those lumps are. So there is somewhere between 30 to 40 sectors of the brain depending on like which uh, school of thought you read up on. Allegedly. Allegedly, this is all pseudoscience nowadays. I don't know. I, I don't buy it, but if I was back in the day in charge of determining whether this was science or pseudoscience, I would have no fucking idea how to begin debunking phrenology. Um, it comes from... Uh, this is funny. It comes from... It, it, it spouts from an ancient Greek's uh, research on the brain. His name was Galen, and he thought the brain was made from semen. 
oh, every time you come, you're shooting brain? Hilarious, but technically he's not wrong. Because everything on you is made from semen at one point. That's very true. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, we're all made of semen. Mind blown right now. Yeah, Yeah, your mind is blown. (laughs) (laughs) We all came from semen somehow. Yeah, man. We're all made of semen. You're the lucky one. That's fucking sweet. Wow. Yeah, so the uh, yeah, look at also, it actually maybe I don't know. If I was an ancient Greek guy or whatever and like rolling around and some guy was like, Hey, there's like forty to fifty things in your brain that make you what you are today. I'd believe yeah. it. It sounds really smart. Yeah. It it makes sense until you like begin practicing it and realize like, oh, the serial killer bump is all over the brain. You know what I oh, mean? Oh like C T E kind of where it's like brain trauma. Not trauma, it's just the lumpiness of your skull. Oh. Like, if you got a bump here, that makes you a serial killer. But the thing is, serial killers would, you know, have and have not that bump. So yeah. it wasn't consistent in any way. And they're not doing a CAT scan, Mike. This is like, so... No. So, Henry Beecher just... and his friend would walk around, like, touching people's heads, kissing them on the cheeks, be like, oh, looks like you were very horny all the time. Trying to feel up the head. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's fine. That's fine. Hey, give me a head right. massage. Huh. So with all these great features about Henry, he became a very popular guy. And like I said, he outgrew his speech impediment. And uh, he had like a very easy personality and the gift of the gab. Many people told him many people told him with such charm, fast wit and charisma that he should become an actor. Oh, but acting. Why not? But acting and attending plays were a mortal sin. So can't do that. That sucks. Oh, he was still in on this bag? Yeah, he's still in it, pretty much. But breathing is a sin, but acting <laughs> is too much of a sin. So he's willing to breathe, but not willing to act. He, wow. He also discovered the other sex and found it very easy to flirt. Y- you mean there's two of these? <laughs> yeah. Why does your cock look like an, a wallet? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, uh, that, one, that one crept yeah, in. Yeah, that right. tickled my dickhole. Mm. Uh, so one, well done, well done, sir. One of the big topics of the time. This is like the 1830s and 1840s that most of his crushes had were abolition and this new religious fervor called the Second Great Awakening. Now, it's <laughs> a horrible band. Yeah, right. Well, uh, wake up, little kids. You gotta do something. <laughs> you gotta get out there. Now, Henry didn't really give a shit about abolition. I mean, the Beechers had two black indentured servants growing up. Oh, Lord. Um, but uh, if caring about abolition meant that he'd get more attention and possibly pussy, yeah, free to blacks. Yeah, that's why any guy is <laughs> vegan. <laughs> you just... Similarize slavery with veganism? No, I'm just saying why guys do shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, just to get in the right crowd. Obviously, yeah, right crowd obviously one vagina. of those things is abolition's important. Yeah. Veganism yeah. is a yeah. fad. Yeah. Okay. And, and some of you might disagree with me, but here we are. <laughs> Impossible whopper. So, yep. so, so. I think at this point he's in his early 30s. He's probably still a virgin because remember, sex before marriage is a sin. But he was yeah, flirting. Sucks. You know what I mean? He's like smelling them pheromones. He's seeing that leather wall. He's probably dying. Like our blue balls like crazy. Yeah. But he's making kids. So around his sophomore year, 
Henry meets a college buddy. Uh, sorry, Henry meets his college buddy's sister, Eunice Bullard. Yeah, Eunice. Yeah. Eunice, despite having an extremely ugly name, was a beautifully curvy lady with rosy, clear skin and auburn hair. Well, it's not as ugly as that if you pronounce it properly, which is you nice. (laughs) You nice. It's very bold to say that and an awful thing to be a woman, but it's a great descriptor. (laughs) There you go. So Eunice, or you nice... Yeah. Came from another crazy religious family. <laughs> they were Congregationalists. That is a very hard word to say. Congregationalists, which were like Calvinist's crazy sister. And Papa Bullard once threw a hot bowl of soup at Eunice for wearing a low-cut dress, saying, You look cold. This soup will warm you up. How low was it? Oh. Was, was she showing her toes? <laughs> Ankles. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> also, great zinger before assaulting a bitch with a bowl of soup. Yeah, right? <laughs> this guy's like, in there. here's my one shot. Someone's going to write this down, and they're yeah. going to think I'm the funniest, <laughs> yeah. funniest sadistic man ever. One of but my- he did take like 13 minutes like coming up with it, so yes. it seemed really <laughs> late and off-key when he decided to pull the trigger. One of- yeah, they had already gone through the uh, the traditional prayers, which is at least yeah. five minutes, the salad, just- <laughs> and they were just getting a soup, which is 13 minutes in. You're right. No, I, I think it lasted longer. I think it was like right when he had daughters, he was like- one of my whore daughters is going to show their elbows and I'm going to fucking throw my soup at him. <laughs> you know, my father has the weirdest, weirdest thing where he just is constantly <laughs> boiling soup. <laughs> it's like he's it's like he's waiting for a joke. <laughs> be be off-putting if it was just gazpacho. He's like, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I have hot gazpacho for you. <laughs> Dad, you're a sick man. So anyway, you nice. What does she got? She got burns on her legs now? <laughs> Yeah, maybe she was a little disfigured, but anyway. Well, look, I mean, <laughs> yeah. don't worry. You throw a couple puka shells on it, you're good. Yeah. Shit move along quickly between Henry and Eunice. Fuck! And Henry charmed uh, her family with his Calvinist flair. And also, oh. he was like, dude, I'm going to become a congregationalist preacher. So eventually, Henry proposes to Eunice. He's like, How sweet. you want to marry me? I will marry you yes. once I become a preacher. What's Calvinist flair? I don't know. Like, guess what? Satan's over there. Uh, Whoa! Uh, I saw him. Yeah, that's flareful. That must have been the funniest first time meeting dinner ever. What is Eunice's last name again? Bullard. Bullard. Uh, thank you, Mr. Bullard, for this very yes. hot soup. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to tell you <laughs> that I am interested yeah. in taking your daughter... You nice as hand <laughs> in marriage. <laughs> and what I'd like to add on top of that is that I am definitely not gay for a Greek man named Constantine. <laughs> nope. Let me kiss you on the cheek like a gentleman. Dad comes in and is like, well, he, got, he was so specific that this better happen. <laughs> so little, little did, I'm just going to call her you nice. Little did you nice know. Is that him becoming a preacher was going to take a very long time. All right. Mm-hmm. So around this time in America, where it's like mid-19th mid century, mid century, sorry. Around this time in America and mid-19th century, uh, America was growing west. And what was once the frontier, the Ohio Valley, was becoming 
upstart metropolises like Cincinnati, right? All these areas. Area. Right. Areolas. Areas. Areolas, yes. So Lyman Beecher uh, was like, the only way for my crusade to work is to move out west and influence the budding new nation. Oh, he's uh, manifest destiny. Yeah, so Lyman and a bunch of Henry's siblings move out to Cincinnati to spread that fire and brimstone at the Second Presbyterian Church. Cool. Yeah. Which Glory. is, I'm, I'm assuming, one of those sheds that they have pre built at Home Depot and they drop it off on a trailer in your backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Since no foundation, no nothing. There's like, there's like a weird little side uh, note thing. Cincinnati at the time was called Porkopolis. Ooh. <laughs> because what there, happened? Because there were pigs everywhere. Like, just fuck ton of pigs, like, in the streets, no. like, shitting everywhere. No. Oh, when you say Porkopolis, is that the city's nickname, or would that shit actually appear on maps? It was a nickname. Okay. But it might I, appear on maps. Like, fucking, you're going to smell shit here. Cincinnati, shit town. Yeah, big old shit brown town. circle around Cincinnati. You're going <laughs> to smell shit here. Sorry. I was in yeah, Cincinnati in a, a few years ago, and that is a cool city. I really want to go. I've been there. I'd yeah, love yeah. to go. Yeah, I want to go, too. Maybe we make that go. the first official roast mortem going out for no particular reason um, <laughs> episode. I'm with it. Yeah. I'll just yeah. record a show in a hotel room somewhere. Yeah. That'd be cool. So after graduating from Amherst College, uh, Henry heads out and follows his father to Cincinnati to on his quest to become a preacher. Of course, leaving you nice behind. You know, he's not a preacher yet. Oh. You gotta stay. I gotta become a preacher. Yeah. Stay stay behind. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. <laughs> so Henry Such is shocked by all nice. the different people and cultures in the city. Uh, while he and he starts to get very active with his phrenology, and also his lifelong hobby of temperance. Yeah, what is temperance again? He's one of those boring boys that don't drink. Speaking of which, I've never had a Shiner Bock before. Oh, those are great. I've never opened it, so I just opened one. I'm going to drink it for you. Here's a beer review right now. Oh, little little derailing on you, Travis. No, it's perfect. I love beer reviews. Tell me about oh, the nice notes. Segue. I don't like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's some great notes. Brown yeah, notes. Yeah, it tastes like melted bread. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So, yeah, Henry was a temperance boy. He got, at one point, he got in a fight with a distiller, and everyone was like, dude, why are you fighting with this distiller? Because um, I like beer. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also picked up a love for poetry, especially Lord Byron. Hey. Yeah. Oh shit. He also liked men and thought they were beautiful. Yeah, he was in more man asses <laughs> than anyone. Yeah. That guy made camp inside of men's yeah. anuses. <laughs> so I Grove think mistakes. Yeah, he was the kind of guy to make uh figure out how to make an hunt hunt for food while he was inside men's anuses. You could <laughs> scramble an omelet in your ass. Yeah. Setting up shop. Uh, so uh, I mean, well, Byron pl played both sides of the field, right? Like he was also in the ladies, right? This he is true. Going yes. everywhere, yeah, yes. It's, oh, it's yes. fine, but he was always in the anus. Brown like adventurer, butt. as we called him. Ha ha. Yes. Uh, so I think some of Byron's work, maybe like, or some of his ideas, rubbed off on Henry Beecher, because oh. even while he advocated the sanctity of marriage and chastity, fiance Henry Beecher was getting some side action. 
What? How? Really? Now, just to, just keep this in mind. Henry Beecher was very good at concealing his sexual endeavors. What? What did I write here? I Talking about know. bang buses? Okay. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so uh, every Travis, all these you... all these all these bang bus outings um, that he would have and yeah and all these sexual infidelities would only come out about 30 years after preaching cha- chastity. So he kept this hypocrite. shit under wraps for 30 years. All right. He's a hypocrite. I, I feel you. Yeah. So he was basically saying to everyone in his congregation, like, hey, no sex with women mm-hmm. okay. and their asses. <laughs> but then right. we come to find 30 years later that there's traces of asses all over his dick. What the hell? The ass is very close from the vagina, you know what I'm saying? It is. The space between <laughs> us. Is that why he proposed chastity? Yeah. So he could have more girls? Yeah. So uh, what he did was something called, I like to call, the show your girl a hot spaghettios night. Have them come over. Uh, You're like, what up, duh? That's the name yeah. of it. That's the tactic. Spaghettios on the grill. Yeah, everyone I've ever tried to hook up with, I've definitely referred to as dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. So <laughs> while holding these Bible studies, so oh. what he would do is he'd hold these Bible studies for daughters and wives of Cincinnati's most powerful elites, and then hold individual sessions with them on their Bible studies. Slip that beecher in there. We'll beach it. Mm-hmm. All right. So what you're saying is that he he invented a machine that would hold up a Bible, but only when he was erect, and he would needed help from his lady congregation. He'd be like, "It's gonna change the way that we we approach the Bible and we study it. We study it, but I need your help. I need your help. I need you to make me erect. Yeah, yeah, I yes, need you. Yes, Thomas' so, pants are off right now. Yeah, they're off right now. And uh, you, you just he's reading it, and he's got a like a Bible mount. Like a uh, a Bible mount on a flashlight. I, I saw those. You know how you like lick your you lick your uh, finger and then turn the page. He's just doing that with his dick. That's a long dick. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a very prehensile long dick. <laughs> well, think about it this way: if if you have a if you have a piece like a cock ring that's holding up your Bible and a bracket, God forbid you aren't able to read. You need an assistant there to keep you firm. <laughs> a fluffer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You need a fluffer and. I need you to do the God's work. I need free hands, and I need this to be erect. And she goes, well, uh, why can't we just put this on a podium? Because those seem to work, and God has no problem with podiums. And he would go, no, he does now. He just talked to me. Because <laughs> I said so. Podiums are no good. Priests with podiums. Yeah. Terrible people. So she's like, all right, whatever you need. <laughs> yeah, little cradle uh, the balls. Fluffing the priest. He's cranking one right now. How many verses are we doing tonight, priest? All of them. 69, 420. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matthew 420, 69. Uh, so with you nice, 100 miles away, over 100 miles away, uh, Henry was railing four to five women in his rotation. Whoa. Using the, his knowledge of God to win them over. Mm, I pick that up. So uh, Margaret Grosbeck, uh, he said this about her. I love her, though I am not in love with her. Uh, we know what that means. Come oh, on. he's doing high school shit. I've been there before. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then also with Caroline Brunette, uh, sorry, Caroline <laughs> Burnett, uh, he remarked, beautiful, very thing external about Caroline. But what a work has Grace to do within. So it's like, she's hot, she's hot on the outside, but she's got some, some devils inside. I got work on it. Hey, so like man. IGN would give her like a six out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So every, all these ladies are throwing themselves at Beecher with these wet Bible studies. So right? he's handsome. Oh. He's handsome. He's a handsome guy. He's a little chunky, but he's handsome for the time. Chunky handsome. Hey, I've always called you handsome. Oh, well, you know. You know? That was the sound of my oh. wink. What was that? That was weird. Don't do that again. <laughs> that's that's the, the winking tip of his dick. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one girl, Mary Wright... Who was only fourteen at the time? Up, oh. uh, Beecher. You know he's in oh. his twenties. Would start would write love letters to her, Uh-oh. and he used to spend hours over her family's house, which he called Beecher's Tavern. Really weird. He just didn't go with Beach House. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they missed that one because it would have been funny. Yeah, uh, for other and, and more succinct. Yeah. Less syllables. So when Nathaniel Wright, Mary's father, one day he was like, whoa, dude, slow your roll. Like, this is, no. she's 14. Stop sticking in her. This is her dad. He's, oh, he yeah. knows. So the very next day, Beecher just hit up Mary Grossbeck and was like, all right, we'll just fuck that shit. You're of age, right? All right. No, he's, he's, he's swiping left and right. Yeah, he's going at it every he's taking it. He's, he's taking it back. He's doing backsies on Tinder. That's that's what needs to happen with these pedophile types. You need to the parents need to step in and go, "Hey, you can't have sex with my kid anymore." <laughs> yeah. I mean, ideally, yeah. You you're not supposed to have sex with my kid. I I forbid it. Get out of here. <laughs> wow, excellent uh, Norm Macdonald impression. <laughs> <laughs> eventually, eventually Mary Wright married Mary Wright married. Eventually yeah. Mary Wright married Henry's younger brother Charles. But she remained smitten by Henry's D the rest of her life. Oh, wow. yeah, that's unfortunate. Smitten yeah. by the D. Henry still wasn't a preacher. He needed to find a church. And eventually he did find one in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Wow, he's, he's out there. Yeah, Indiana back then was a backwater state. Uh, it consisted mainly of settlers from Virginia that didn't like stuck-up Yankees like Beecher. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he doesn't sound that stuck up. I mean, he was still preaching this whole, like, uh, you must be faithful. Right? He doesn't sound stuck up to us because we know the deets. You know, the secrets. But his public face is like, we must be prim and proper. You cannot even look at your penis. That is a no sin. Background. Yeah, right, no true. background check. He's a fun though. ruiner, this guy. Yeah. Oh, also, I have something to say about this podcast. Um, this Shiner box, not so bad. It's kind of growing on me. Uh, it grew on you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. There yeah, we go. Yeah, nice. it's not bad. I take back what I said before. I wasn't expecting this, but this is pretty <laughs> good. I, I like it. <laughs> Tom's Tom's beer hour. Yeah, it's, the it's after, nice. The aftertaste. How many stars? <laughs> out of out of how many? Out of, out of 69 stars, this will get nice. 40, 49 20. stars. So I really, I really like that metric. <laughs> Out of sixty-nine stars, that's a good. Yeah, rating. let's start. I'm going to start using that. Like this gets thirty-eight out of sixty-nine stars. Yeah, I'm into that. 
so Beecher took on the local down-to-earth, dirty look of his his flock, right? So he grew his hair out uh, down to about, like, shoulder length. No, oh, Which was kind of shit. something that people didn't do back then. Yeah. And then it took, it took till the Beatles to do that again. Yeah. Wow. So he's, he's looking like a proper bumpkin here, right? And um, sure. also, he was quick to cast aside all of his leanings towards abolition, which he had, you know, just basically used to just get in bed with chicks. Uh, but yeah, and it's also in- easy to pass that off along the men, you know, like when someone's yeah. like, hey, I don't like your words, and I also don't like that you're an abolitionist. He's like, no, no, it's okay. Uh, I just said that because I was trying to hook up with this girl. Um, not a 14-year-old, but a different girl. <laughs> a different Never mind one. the pedophile behind the curtain. Yeah. yeah, not the one where her dad literally came screaming like, this is not Beecher's Tavern. It's not Gullah Gullah Island. Get out! Wow, <laughs> Gullah Gullah Island. I was just showing her my polywog. <laughs> that a Pokemon? Yeah, no, that's from Gullah Gullah Island. Yeah, Binya Binya right, Polywog. It's yeah. also a Pokemon named that. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So he was, like I said, he was quick to cast aside what he thought was moral, just to gain acceptance and fame with his new, uh, you know, uh, congregation. Beecher soon got familiar with the local schoolgirls and wives, though. Of course. You know? why? Yeah, that's why what he, he does, why? Why? right? trying to be a preacher. He got so friendly that some, du- some dude's wife uh, professed her love to Beecher, to her husband. Fine. Uh, so the dude rolled up his sleeves and went to Beecher's new parish to give him a taste of knuckle Jesus. Oh, chin music. Hey. Yeah. Beecher was such a smooth talker. That he explained that he wasn't sleeping with her, but uh, he, he was connecting her with God. Oh, so just man. simmer down yeah. now. I'm not sleeping with her. I'm just napping on top of her. <laughs> oh, man. Just doing yoga. Man, he, didn't, he didn't get that knuckle Jesus. You're lucky my name is Cuck Dave, or this would have gone south <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Davey Cuck it. Yeah. So I'm only doing it, this sleeve thing because I got a new shirt that has a button at the elbow that I can <laughs> connect it to, and I'm trying to show my, off. My tank tops are in the wash today, so ooh, you have an extra 13 seconds. So, so after it's been, so it's been seven years and countless Christian vaginas since Beecher had seen his fiance. Wow. Um, but now that he has church, it's time to seal the deal. So Beecher writes to Eunice, and he he writes her a love letter. He's like, I'll be arriving at the end of August to marry your ass. Oh, <laughs> your nice ass. <laughs> your nice ass. Um, oh, man. Then he hears about an opportunity to preach a short circuit, because back then preachers used to work like a circuit. They go from, like, church to church preaching. Yeah. yeah. Preacher short circuit is a cool band name. Yeah. So he hears about this opportunity to go on tour, pretty much. And uh-huh. so the see, day see. after the day after he sends the letter, he heads out to the East Coast. Um, the letter arrived to Eunice on July 29th. That evening, Beecher showed up, and he's like, yo, dude, pack your bags. Let's get married. Head out. Going to Vegas. Oh. That's a lot of notice. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just like opened nine, this letter. Yeah, it's like 90-day fiancé just divided by 90. <laughs> Yeah. So she's like, what? I don't have anything like ready. I don't even have a dress or anything. So I'm naked. 
Yeah, so she had like a very modest wedding the following Thursday. How <laughs> modest? Just like, I don't know, Beach was like, ah, oh, let's do it. Yeah, well, she had to fit into the dress that was designed for a 14-year-old, so. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have that? No no reason. It's, it's It was in the lost and found. The two of them get married and begin their honeymoon of P- Beecher preaching along the East Coast. A few times, Beecher forgot that he that she was even there. Once boarding a train, only to find Eunice running after it, barely <laughs> oh, hopping oh, on in time. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. More honeymoon should be like that now. <laughs> man, what a dick. Yeah. He's just forgetful, Mike. It happens. Oh, uh, sorry. I was preaching to this guy on the train. What's his? Uh, the conductor. I was preaching <laughs> to him. Yeah. And I said, go forth too loud. And he started the train. I was coming back. It's not my fault. You blame the conductor. But also be happy that he has been eternally saved. <laughs> what, bitch? You made it on the train. Shut up. Yeah. Eventually, the, the newlyweds make it back to Indiana, their hometown, or Lawrenceburg. Um, now, on top of it being very uncivilized and sinful in, in the eyes of sheltered Eunice. That uh, sounded dirty for some reason. I have no idea why. It was a living hell for her. Indiana, Indiana was a mosquito bang bus. Ew. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't want to be on that bus. Lots no. of mosquitoes touching each other, laying their eggs in the water. Oh, hey. really? Yeah. It was kind of boggy. Oh, wow. I never knew that. Now, mosquitoes carried malaria, or what yeah. the settlers called chills and og, as the victim's whole what? body would shake and sweat with a high fever. Og? Yeah, what's og? Yeah. I don't know. I, I understand. How do you spell that word? A-G-U-E. So, argue without the R. Yeah. Weird. It, it's probably just like a weird thing that we don't say anymore. Like, penis is cool. <laughs> I mean, the vapors one. is something we don't say anymore. I don't know collectively if mankind is constantly or at, at any point was going constantly. Penis is cool. <laughs> yeah, they do that. Let's bring it they back. used to do that. Penis is I cool. Mean, we just did it twice in the, the last minute. Yeah. So, you nice, who was a fairly beautiful woman. <laughs> Was completely hey. ravaged by malaria oh, and no. mosquito bites. Oh, fuck. Her pale skin quickly was filled with red sores and bites. And it, Beecher's stay in Indiana, the Beechers, uh, they collectively lost three children due to malaria. And Eunice lo- lost all of her teeth. Oh, my God. Wait, is but, that a thing for malaria? Or just that was just an aside? She it's God's like, plan, dude. God's plan. Yeah, you don't need those teeth. I think that's a the, not so much ma- the malaria thing, but the Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh. we, keep, we keep coming back to this. Yeah. Appalachia mouth. Look it up, people. It's not good. These are people no in ha- our country suffering right now, and it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Beecher didn't seem to care or pay attention. He was mainly concerned about his image. And he had a few small bouts of malaria, but pretty much came out unscathed. Oh, boy. Yeah, a few small, small bouts. bouts, yeah. Yeah, my, my wife looks like human braille, but luckily, <laughs> she's not talking to you. <laughs> I am. The toothless thing. Yeah. Dur- during Henry's tenure in Lawrenceburg, Henry's orthodoxy and Christianity began to soften up a little bit from his, fire, from his father's fire and brimstone Calvinism. 
This was mainly due to a huge amount of southern transplants in Indiana that I mentioned before. Didn't like Yankees. Uh, that oh. were that came from Methodist church churches. Methodist churches are the ones that do the snake charming, praise Jesus, oh, cool. audience singing. They work themselves in a ritualist freedom. Like, bam, you fell over, dude. Wow, squid the bone back shell. Pop, so pop, pop, cock, Penis is cool. That shit. I feel like Travis has been working on that for a while. Talking yeah. on tongs, dude. I'm always talking tongs. I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I think that's some pop, 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 God, pop, man. Jesus. And then I come. In that order. Well, I mean, <laughs> at least we know it gets you off. Penis is cool. Yeah. Is that why you fell in a dry bathtub? Mm. Teaches on. Jesus, Jesus wept. Jesus wept. On the fourth day, he said, let there be to come. You're very enlightened. Yeah, right? So, Beecher thought that this Methodism was immoral, but he attended a mass, and he found the liveliness and energy of the congregation to be exhilarating. And as you can imagine, Calvinists, like they said, they they don't celebrate Christianity. They don't, so, Calvinists don't celebrate Christmas and, like, don't sing. They don't do any of this shit. But Henry's like, hey, uh, I'll energize my sermons, and then maybe it'll attract more followers in my congregation. It's like when you're in in college, and you think the Red Hot Chili Peppers are the worst band ever, (laughs) but then you start listening to them because it's funny. Because you're like, oh, yeah, it's like uh, Uh. the guy going, oh, and then you start listening too much, and you're like, oh, it's actually kind of fun. And then the next next year, (coughs) you start a Red Hot Chili Peppers covered band called Flea's Cock. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just hold your head in your ha- your head in your hands, and you're just like, "How did we, how did we get here? Yeah, exactly. How did how did, yeah. how did this happen to me? Slippery slope, amigo. How did this yeah. happen to me, a previously healthy American? So <laughs> Henry, 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 yeah, Henry goes full on fleas cock band, like full ham, flailing his arms around like a shrimp caught in a net. He reverses the shrimp the stuffy. Shut up, Cody. He reverses a stuffy theology that he was born into, and the whole thing about how you're constantly sinning. He's like, "Hey, man, Jesus loves you. He wants us to be happy." Oh, oh he, thanks, uh, Jesus. Yeah, Top shove it one eighty. Yeah. yeah, so he starts focusing on the New Testament, unlike his father, which was hawking the Old Testament. Bro, hmm. you got two point that testament. Yeah, so. Um, you're thinking, oh, well, this is convenient because Henry's secret love life, he's changing the rules, you know. His wife's got I mean, no teeth. Yeah, but no, he still preached no adultery, no chastity, and temperance. No beaches? He, he constantly no beach. No beach. It's good BJ. I think No Testament appreciates BJs, right, Tom? That's sodomy. I think you were, you were, you were on about that. Probably brought it up... Uh, Let's see. Probably every episode we've done so far about how blowjobs are technically sodomy. Really? Yeah, and yeah. God is watching yeah, you. There's yeah. foreplay is sodomy. I but, hope St. Peter gives me a little BG when I'm at the gates. Why would he ever consider that? You know, I don't know. It makes it cool rules. to be blown by a saint. Also, you never asked. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask, maybe yeah. he's, he's ready to suck down a he's pipe a- or two. Right By definition, go. all saints are dead. Avoid By definition, all, all saints are dead. So, like, Travis is dreaming about necrophilia, just so everyone Dude, knows. shut up! He's an angel! Angel! 
Yeah, he's more Vinegar. like a uh, he's more like a host at a, an Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got a major D for you. Yeah. Ooh. Henry had much higher hopes in this tiny little parish in Lawrenceburg, and when the right opportunity arose, he quickly dumped his congregation, who had grown to love him at this point, and the ladies loved his penis. Um, and he was like, "Later, cocksuckers. I'm I'm leaving." Just a priest saying later cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like the- yeah. So a businessman named Henry Bowen had scouted him. And he wanted Henry to move to Brooklyn so Bowen could invest in property in the area, basically build a church for him. Uh, convenient. Yeah. So Henry and Eunice moved to Brooklyn, New oh, York. Cool. I know where that is. Yeah. Henry starts preaching at the newly built Plymouth Church. I wrote church. That's a hilarious word. Charch. Yeah. Wrong. The Plymouth Church. How'd you write church? I'm looking at a keyboard right now, and you and A are very far away. <laughs> That's true. Well, Thomas. you know, I just maybe it was a little Swedish that day. Church. Hi, church. Welcome to church. Uh, now, this is not Brooklyn as you know it today. There are no trendy bars with three thirteen dollar PBRs. Or local craft beers or yeah, whatever the trendy. fuck they do nowadays. Oh. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Brooklyn. Brooklyn was rural as fuck. Maybe suburban at best back in the day. Oh, okay. Um, most of the men that lived there commuted to Wall Street in downtown Manhattan via ferries every morning, leaving oh. their wives and children behind. Prime pickings for Beecher. Ew. <laughs> All right. I, That's yeah. fine. Yeah. I yeah. see. So Beecher, actually, uh, he builds this massive congregation using his energetic sermons that he had learned out in Indiana through the Methodists and became a likable character. And, you know, this was whole revivalist kind of theology of Jesus loves everyone that was really new to everyone. Like, yeah, hell yeah, Jesus is great, dude. Jesus loves us. Yes, I know. Thus the Bible tells me so. Thrust in the sheeps of lamb. God of war. Wait. It is a great game. Is he doing that was things? One of his things? I just got lost in yeah. that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just gave me an aneurysm. So he draws many people into the pilgrim, the Plymouth Chapel. He's like, dude, we need to remodel again. So he builds this massive church where basically he's like the center of the stage. And I think he could hold like 15,000 people. Damn. 15,000? Yeah, some fucking massive amount of people in this church. Well, it could hold a certain... I think it could hold 3,000, and then there was, like, standing room in the back. Oh, wow. well, they didn't even have PAs back then. How the fuck was he going to talk that loud? Well, you know, he's like, I don't know. Pick I don't, a destiny. I don't care there if they yo. can hear. I don't care if they can hear. I'll start charging admission. Oh, uh, nice. To church? Uh, yeah, dude. To church. To church. Charging cover for church is, like, the easiest way to keep a building empty. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you're, like, some kind of crime syndicate and something shady is going down in a building, just be like, we're a church that charges admission. Totally do a donation No thing? witnesses. Oh, they did a donation, Yeah, that's too. not cover, Mike. So, the, Pl- the Plymouth Church quickly became New York's biggest tourist attraction. The Plymouth Church. Yeah, Church. Droves of people would take the ferry across the East River every Sunday just to see Beecher and his wow. fiery sermons. Wow. He, he got that fiery yeah. that quick? Yeah. He was like, this dude blew up. Good for he him. Was, yeah. Dropping that fire. 
Beecher, who fattened up a little bit in his older age. I'm not talking like Don Vito. How do chubby. you know this? How do you? What footnote like, is just like guy got fat? Guy got fat, <laughs> dude. I read this book. Uh, hold on. What's the author? what's the name of the book? Come on. What are you referencing? Uh, I, I, I'm referencing the most famous man in America, a biography of Henry Beecher, and by Der, uh, Derby Applegate. Well, that's not a real guy. What is that guy? That's not a real guy or girl, which is yeah. like two words I tried to say at once. Portmanteau. Oh. So, yeah, he fattened up a little bit, but he still kept his country bumpkin, long hair, and dirty clothes. Stay that just was roots. added to the charm, you know? Oh. He's just a character at this point. Yeah. yeah, but he's making serious bank. Like He doesn't need to dress like a chump. But he Now, what like year is this? Uh, the 1840s and 1850s. Great. Um, so Henry managed. Uh, Henry sucked at managing his money. He would go out shopping in Manhattan and buy random shit for himself and others. Oh. Okay. He really liked to buy uncut jewels and stash them in his coat pockets for some reason. He'd pull uh, them out while he was uh, talking to someone, and be like, "Look at this, show off." Uh, just, what? What? Just uncut jewels in in <laughs> yeah. with the pocket lint is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this before several times. That was a, a savings account. That's yeah. a precious, I, ma precious material. I don't think that this was a savings account for him because, like, he carried it in his coat. Like, uh, if you're saving it, you're gonna put it like Under this. Dude would just walk around, and be like, "Wow, Jade, check out my Jade." <laughs> he was big into show and tell, or yeah, he was, was like, yeah. was he giving it to people for things? No, he's like, it's, look at them shine. But you usually set it in like a ring or a watch or a chain to show it off. He's just it's literally like Dale Gribble, but instead of pocket sand, it's just pocket uncut gems. <laughs> yeah. Could be to lure people it in. in. Faces. So you nice actually would step in and manage his accounts for him, like holding onto his checkbook and being like, you probably Stop shouldn't buy diamonds. that many of these uh, uncut gems. Right. Hey, I got a quick question. Before you go buying all that precious opal and sapphire, why don't you buy me teeth? <clears throat> That's a lot of money, dude. Wow. I'm not going to buy you veneers. Why don't you buy me wooden teeth? <laughs> so Henry, now that he was out of the boonies, he started to promote abolition again. But uh -huh. he was a bit wish-washy on the subject. Well... Northern abolitions were saying that slavery was immoral and should be outlawed. Henry kind of stayed in the middle, saying that, yes, it was wrong, but it'll work out. And this was mainly because his congregation consisted of New York Wall Street families. Okay, right. makes sense. Now, while New York uh, outlawed slavery long before the South did, it was part of the Union, much of its economy relied on it. Often, New York lenders had Southern clients that actually used slaves as their collateral oh, when shit. making loans. And most of, the, most of New York's straight-up like trade came from shipping cotton and other goods that were produced in the South. Oh. So New York was like a slave state by proxy. All right, Travis, fine. You want to nitpick? Well, he's no, like, he's dude, I don't, want, I don't want to talk about the slaves that bad because like you know what my my dudes needed henry knew his audience and he played to it. now uh when bleeding kansas started um we talked about that i think in the carrier nation episode it was kind of like here a, for that i wasn't here for that no 
Oh, yeah, you were out for that one. So we talked about Bleeding Kansas, which was a pre-Civil War outbreak um, where there were slave owners and abolitionists like kind of clashing before the Civil War happened. There were some weird laws in Kansas. Beecher uh, raised funds and sent a Connecticut abolitionist militia, uh, and through his church, he bought rifles and Bibles for each soldier. The Bible will definitely help. <laughs> yeah. They were actually called Ble- Beecher, Bli- Bi- Beecher Bibles, and people were like, oh, yeah, you need those. That's important. Yeah, no, you're going to want, you're gonna want your collector's Beecher Bible with yeah, the hologram limited. of his wife's <laughs> yeah, right. teeth on it. Yeah, limited run. You don't need a canteen. Yeah. Take, take a uh, Bible. That probably would have been good. I can't drink paper. Henry tried to sway people towards abolition by holding mock slave child, uh, slave child, by holding mock slave auctions. He would find Ew. the lightest skin black Christian he could find and then show his congregation how the vile act of selling slaves was. Why light skinned? Like, uh, all right, I need my black friends to come up here so I can prove a point. No, you're too yeah. black. Yeah, he's got like a I, Sherwin yeah. Williams like color chart. Like, yeah. no, 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 you you sit down. No, specifically, he was like, I don't want a dark black girl. Like, he would pick them out. He'd be like, All right, wow, like, she's kind of like light skinned. Like, let's use that her. All right, so Abraham Lincoln Park once attended his Sunday masses while he was campaigning for president, and Beecher yeah. made a lasting impression on him. Before oh. we get back to Abraham Lincoln, let's talk about Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh, sure. okay. It's Older sister's it. book. Yeah. So in 1852, Henry's sister writes her famous Uncle Tom's Cabin. The story depicts the horrors of slavery, as I mentioned. And the story was originally printed as a serial for a paper. So this was, think of this as like the Game of Thrones or Lost of the time. People were like, wow. oh my God, I need to know what happens on Uncle Tom's Cabin. Uh. Okay. All right. It took a while for them to get what they were trying to get out of it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, writing, they would often like write Harriet Beecher Stowe letters, like, "Oh, what happens next? Oh, I wow. can't wait to, I can't wait to hear." Southerners I can't believe people that dumb could write. Yeah. <laughs> like, just wait, just wait. Yeah. It's, fine. it's a serial. Southerners hated it, obviously, and in one of the most disturbing letters that she received, a Southerner had sent her a black ear. Oh, damn. Uh, yeah, is that like some kind of plant, or no, just like here you go. I love, I love your thing, just the black person's ear. Jesus, Ooh. damn man, a little extreme. Well, that's that's yeah. to the point. Do you think there was one of those little pictures she got on her iPhone of the Amazon people leaving it on the front porch? <laughs> yeah, just a bloody FedEx pack. Yeah, oh. like tell us how great of a job we did. Left well, it you left under a you left ficus. a black person's ear on my porch, so <laughs> not so good. Oh. Yeah, 12, 12 out of sixty nine stars. Really down there. You should yeah. really watch out where these packages are coming from. Does anyone check this shit? What happens with the United States Postal Service? Can you We're sending ears. <laughs> no, yeah, that's... no dry ice back then, so it must have been ripe. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, she's so she's got this notoriety right now. People yeah. People are like, yeah, let me suck that clit. Yeah, let me suck that Beecher Stowe clit. Yeah. So when the stories were compiled into a book, wow. it was 
It sold over a million copies, being the best-sold American book ever. It was reprinted to a dozen languages, and Harriet became an international star. That's an okay book. Yeah. Henry did not read it. (laughs) He was like, nah. Eh. Uh, He didn't believe in reading anything that his his relatives wrote. Wow. Mike, would you read a book if Tom wrote one? Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, it's no, like when you have like you know your friends come out with let's say uh, a podcast, uh, and then none of them listen to it. I'm not offended by that. <sighs> so offended. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm on the fence. Uh, eventually, almost after ten years, people bothered him enough where he read it. Well, after that point, he was like, the, it had been adapted for a play, and had been really popular in Manhattan. Or like, you gotta see the play. You gotta see the play. He's like, no, nah, I'll read the book. Because, you know, you can't go to plays because <laughs> yeah. it's sinful. Yeah. Kind yeah. of fun. It's, it's always those people that are just like, oh, should I see the movie? The book's better. Yeah. Just read the book. So that was going on even like mid-1800s. Yeah. Uh, Henry was so popular that he was able to go on a Euro tour, uh, preaching in England Dick. and in the continent. And uh, he was kind of pissed that his sister outshined him because a few times he was introduced as Henry Beecher Stowe. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you, that's got to sting. That's got to sting you, a little you, bit. You married your sister's husband too. <laughs> yeah, you must be a polygamist. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna hurt the confidence. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Uh, his temper, his temper, t- his temperance ass was really surprised to find that priests in England drank. Why not? It's England. One priest offered him ale or wine during a dinner, and Beecher was like, No, sir. I believe in temperance. Wow. And they yeah, were like, What America. is that now? <laughs> what yeah. kind of ale is temperance? <laughs> I don't and, know if we've got temperance in it. What is that like, Smirnoff? How many X's are on the outside of the temperance bottle? Well, yeah, the preacher was like, Yeah, I believe in temperance too. I drink, but I don't get drunk. Never been drunk. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, wow. that's, well, me too, right? Me, that's yes. that's my me too movement. Yeah, so preacher, so Beecher is like, hmm, well, I guess that isn't a sin. So no. from that point on, he preached temperance, but he would drink wine, often getting really drunk. Jesus made wine. Come on. <laughs> this is blood. Dude, the automobile wasn't invented yet. The metric for being drunk was way different. Yeah, that's true. Have you operated heavy machinery? You mean like my wife? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not heavy anymore. She hasn't got teeth. I can put it anywhere, really. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, teeth was about 80% of her body weight for some reason. <laughs> oh, she's dying. <laughs> no joke so here's an interesting fact for you, smooth brain 420 boys. Woo. Uh, mm-hmm. When... His infidelities eventually came out and the whole hypocrisy that Beecher, we're going to get into this whole thing now. His doctor actually prescribed him cannabis indica. So he got dank. Yeah. Doctor's orders. Dr. Dank over there. He's got his medical card. Yeah. Wow. It's fucking stripped. How 2020. Dog. (laughs) Dank by daylight. So guess what? Happy New Year. Civil War happens. Wait, is that how that works? <laughs> 1961. 1861. Yeah. Uh, Be- Beecher's off, like, promoting this 
kind of semi-abolitionist. It kind of falls more into, we haven't roasted Abraham Lincoln, but Abraham Lincoln was like, I don't know if freeing the slaves is great. We just want to preserve the Union. <laughs> just, <laughs> I can imagine Abraham Lincoln just toiling away in his studies. Like, don't know about the slavery thing, but Union, yeah. We need that happening. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually he does do the Emancipation Proclamation, and Beecher just mimics exactly what's going on. Oh, okay. But at this point, Plagiarizing. he's... Yeah, at this point, he's the most famous man in America. Everyone's looking at him. Harriet's fame had died down, because she had written a book about Lord Byron that tanked. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, when usually when you write a book, that goes over for about a week. That's why, uh, what's her name, uh... You know the 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 homeless lady who wrote Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling. Uh, yeah, that's why she. No, I don't know her name. We don't know her name, Mike. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that why she a, had to write eight of them. <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, she had to keep the momentum going. Yeah, that's why like, R.L. Stein is the most loved name in America. Ooh, yeah, R.L. Stein. Let me tell you, R.L. Stein, twenty twenty. I love what those. R.L. stands for real really life long. Stein. All right, I was going real long style. Ray Lewis. So, yeah, Harriet's fame dies down, and this is great for Henry because he's a tension whore. He's like, fuck yeah. The war concludes, and Lincoln specifically chose Henry to deliver a speech in South Carolina at Fort Sumner. Now, Fort Sumner is where the war had started. Um, Mm. Basically, Lincoln had sent a bunch of resupply ships to the fort. He was like, you guys shouldn't shoot at those ships. And the Southerners <laughs> shot at the ships. Oh, nice. fucking put them in the corner. Yeah. Uh, Henry Beecher goes down to this fort, and this would have gone down in the history book- books as the triumphant win for the no- North. Fireworks went off that night. Everyone was like crazy Ooh, going off fair. on these Chesapeake Bay. It was like, hell yeah, Beecher! We won, we won! But that same night, <laughs> Lincoln took a back uh, that same night. Lincoln took a bullet to the back of the head. What I haven't uh, heard of this. Well, spoiler alert: it was the same guy who did that to JFK. <laughs> oh shit! He's a vampire. Yeah, yeah. He's a tall guy, a tall Sex- actor boy, sexy but vampire. Yeah, he's still alive today. Think so? <laughs> yeah. Just on the loose. We can't do anything. Lizard can't do man. anything. Yeah, no, he's. Terrible man. Anyway, continue. Yes. So after the war, Henry's religious views got more and more liberal. At one point, he questioned the existence of hell. Probably not there. Probably not there. I don't know. It's been there. Probably Probably just a molten core made of nickel and iron, honestly. Yeah. I've never met anyone who was there before. Yeah, I never met one. Yeah. It's like the Ben and Jerry's with the core in the middle. Yeah. What is that? that. Is that really a a core there? Mm. Uh, yes. It's not a big yes. enough tub for you, Travis? It's not enough fudge, dude. You need more fudge. Ooh, fudge brownie, man. Ooh. Best one. All right. Conven- this was really convenient for a man that was committing loads of sin behind closed doors. And now let's get into the sin. So during the <laughs> 1860s and yeah. into the 1870s, Hen- Henry Beecher's infidelities... Uh, which had pretty much been kept a secret, started to come to light. Oh, no. Kiss and tell. Mm. 
Yes. So this man of God was getting it on with most of the wives of his congregations in Brooklyn in the slimiest way possible. Doggy so, style? Oh, dude, way more than doggy, dude. He's doing like the tulip sun. I don't know that one. Uh, I don't know. I feel like an amateur right now. I don't want to ask him to explain it. That's when you roll. But I don't tu- know. No. That's when you roll that, tul- that, tulips that. in your foreskin. The and then you bust, and the tulips go into the cervix. Where's the flower? And you fucking the flower just shoots out of her belly. Well, Cody and Mike, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like that's entirely made up. No, nah, that's true. Gain an extra chromosome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into these infidelities right now. So the first was the Moseses. Yeah. Uh, well, no, the Beaches. Not Beechers. Sorry. The first was the Beaches. <laughs> Spelled like the beach. Great. Okay, that's fine. So it was. So, mo- so, the, mo- so the, you're saying Beecher beached upon the beaches? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> that, that's, that's like so, if you had someone named Fucker and Fucky. Yeah, yeah. so the be- beach couple, Moses and Chloe, Henry oh. secretly was banging Chloe all the time. In her house, he would go into the back room of. Uh, this uh, church that he had. And Moses was suspicious, but he was like, dude, this is a man of God. He's not banging my wife. Of course not. Who would who would do that? Yeah. Yeah. And then Moses gets really sick with typhoid fever. Oh. oh. Yeah. It happens. So while Moses is on his deathbed, Henry and Chloe are banging like fucking chimpanzee rabbits, son. Yeah, in the same Damn. bed. Yeah. <laughs> and Henry's splashing his holy water all up in that pussy. Ugh. All right, we get it. Yeah, um, dude, I'm just painting a picture, man. I'm I know, taking the book out of you. I'm There's a reason I do that. Fucking you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Chloe gets pregnant, and people do oh. the math, and they're like, "Wait, this is when Moses has typhoid. Like, oh, can't get immaculate. pregnant." It's a matter yeah. of conception. It's, it's Jesus 2.0. Well, the reason I married Moses is because he's really hot. But the one thing that really turns me on is typhus. <laughs> so when the, he got typhus, I mean, yeah, I couldn't get a minute away from riding that typhoid man. <laughs> I, I was like a surf ninja. I was like Rob Snyder uh, in a movie about ninjas, but also... Uh, he was having sex with me. <laughs> it's a good movie. So Chloe has a child and names her Violet. Aww. Now this is notable because Henry used to constantly bring Violets over to the beach house. Oh. Yeah. So as Violet grew up, Chloe spent most of her time around the beachers. Um, Weird. Not, not with her husband Moses or her first daughter. So Eunice, who's a complete dumbass, is like, yeah, whatever, they're just friends. And this poor everyone, woman. And everyone in Brooklyn hates me because I got no teeth, but Chloe's real nice to me. Chloe's Aww. got teeth. <laughs> yeah, but Eunice, like, leave her alone. Yeah, nice. right? Mm. So things got really weird because as photography developed in the late 1800s, there's a picture of Henry and Violet, and they looked almost identical. You know when a dude has like a girl and it looks exactly like the dude? You're like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that should yeah. happen. Yeah. Also, Violet called Henry Grandpa. Oh. Why? That's weird. No. That is weird, right? That's weird. Mm. Eventually, Moses just accepted that he had been straight cucked by a preacher. Yeah. And that's... he moved away with his daughter, and Chloe just kind of lived with the family as a friend. That's a severe cucking there. Yeah. That's sad, 15-yard penalty. So wait, Moses survived his typhoid? Mm-hmm. Typhus? Uh, that's he survived. Worse. Yeah, That's but like during the me. like, I'm, I'm a dirty mid 1800s guy. Just let me go. <laughs> Put me out with the trash. So Beecher, over the course of his preaching career, started writing editorials for Christian for Christian papers owned by his finance financier Henry Bowen, the guy who like brought him to Brooklyn. Right. He would sometimes write these editorials. A lot of the times, he would use a ghostwriter. And this ghostwriter was a man named Theodore Tilden. Okay. It's fine. So, I, I'd buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Henry actually married Theodore and his wife Elizabeth at his church in Brooklyn. So way younger than Henry. Like he was the preacher that was like, you guys could kiss now. Uh, <laughs> you guys could like put your tips inside each other. Hey, if you guys want to bang in this room next door to mine, don't mind this little hole here. Yeah. <laughs> So as time went by, Theo stopped ghostwriting for Beecher. He became an extreme abolitionist, uh, but he still attended Beecher's church. Beecher was constantly hanging around Elizabeth, flirting with her about the Bible. Because everyone knew that Beecher was a flirter, right? He just liked to flirt. Flirting about the Bible. Yeah. I can't tell if this guy has no game or the smoothest game I've ever seen because I can't I can't make anything happen with the Bible. Yeah, I've never done anything. I actually it, tried the the rib move once. Hey, uh, I heard that ladies got one more ribs than men. Is that true? Well, I, I found out that uh, I found out that I got an extra rib. Oh, <laughs> between my legs. I was hoping you could take it away from me. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that makes it seem like your your penis has like a like a ninety degree like curve to it. Oh, uh, I it never de- said I didn't have one of those. <laughs> right. Depending on the direction of that, that could be horrible or stimulating. Yeah, it, it's like, look, I I don't need you to you just yank it off. I need you to caress it away, probably over several hundred sessions of it. Would you like to go to the movies? I hear there's a popcorn gremlin that loves to spit on you. What? <laughs> was, that a, was that out of left field for me as everyone else? No, actually, that made Not sense because I've been there. Yeah. I've used the popcorn gremlin several times. To, to, to successful effect? Yeah, but I used to use the raisinette gremlin. <laughs> Ah, oh, you got one of those cousin. thin, thin long boys. Well, I would get the deluxe It's like a tapeworm. It's like a tapeworm, get... Tom. You, know, yeah, I... you can admit it on the show. It's like a tapeworm. All right. Well, maybe I am flexible. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrific. Oh, uh, so Beecher, like I said, constantly hanging out, flirting about the Bible, and they gained a genuine tr- trust about each other. So here is Beecher's slimy tactics. Right, how he got into these ladies' pants, right? And he mm. would do this constantly throughout his career. He would cajole them into fucking him by saying, "There's nothing vulgar about fucking, dude." Guess what? Is my bro? cajoling effective on you? Yeah. How yeah, moist are you? 
Yeah, but now uh, if you're cajoling it. Oh, okay. <laughs> cajoled it, dude. That's that's the critical shit. aspect. Yeah, That's such a good word. I love cajoling. I haven't I haven't heard that word in a in a in a fortnight. It's a great word, dude. Cajole people. That's one of the first. What does it mean? It means to convince someone to like oh, okay. to persuade. Eggingly convince. Yeah, he so cajoled. cajoled me. Here we go. Like like yeah. it's to make their brain more smooth. Oh, okay. Yeah, you like you're just him. sanding them. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. right. So he would say that um, this is a way for the both of us to get closer to God, right? <laughs> okay, we'll try this. Um, right. Also, all the time, Beecher would say, "I never did this with anyone else. Never done it with anyone else besides my wife." Oh, you're like, the first. And this is oh, weird. Yeah, okay. Like this you're is weird. First, like I'm second. making. Like this is a sin, but it feels so right, baby. You know what I mean? Smooth talker. Well, you got me cajoled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm rigid cajoled right now. So, and he would constantly tell Elizabeth that she was spotless and chaste, reminding her that she needed to be cautious for the lower minds will persecute them. Uh, so, sorry, they're, they're low, the lower minds will persecute them if their secret was revealed. He called uh, this nest hiding. I, this is this is grotesque. It, it, it's weird. It's just like it's w how predators think when they're trying to like uh -huh. nail abroad. Hey, you should come over sometime. I got this idea. Uh, look, you're pretty hot. Uh huh. But uh, that has nothing to do with the idea. You got real nice lips. Thank you. Uh, that that's that's not what I was getting at. Um, oh. you should. Uh, my wife is out. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. <laughs> Perhaps uh, I'm extremely horny, but let me get to the point, because that's not it. You should have sex with my godly body, and then I'll get not, to what I was talking about. Is, don't tell anyone about it. Is this it. Harvey yeah. Weinstein? Hello? What's happening? You controlled me. Yeah. <laughs> you controlled well, me. <laughs> maybe I got a plan. Maybe I got a plan from God. And, his yeah. God, and this God, he's a horny prick. Yeah, so they were they, her, him and Elizabeth were caught a few times. A few people oh. entered the room while Beecher was in mid Ooh. pumping, and he was all Lock red, and, red and sweaty. And Elizabeth was pulling up her dress, trying to get the devil out of her. Yeah, it's like, oh, mm. don't worry, we're just practicing Bibles. We're doing jumping yeah. jacks. <laughs> just practicing Bibles is all. <laughs> he was also caught finger blasting her in the back of the church during a mass. Damn! <laughs> like wait. they were like, "Yeah, go sing," and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> And a choir boy oh, wow. came back and was just like, <laughs> "Eventually, Beecher's financier Henry Bowen finds out about the infidelities, and then Elizabeth's husband Theo." Now, obviously, Theo was pissed that Elizabeth, uh, who eventually confessed to him that she was having sex with Beecher, and she said this in quotes, uh, that it was not out of low or vulgar thoughts that either uh, of us had this act. Wow. But always from pure affection and high religious love. That bitch sounds like she got cajoled. Yeah. yeah, but uh, doesn't that sting more? It's not. It, it's not like, yeah, we just wanted to fuck. It was like, dude, yeah, I we love were, this yeah. guy on a religious level, so we need yeah. to fuck. Yeah, you're right. 
We didn't. We weren't animal fucking. We were intimate fucking. And you're the cock just being like, that's not better. Hey, I'm doing this to save your soul. <laughs> and your hole. Yeah. So Elizabeth and Theodore were constantly fighting. And Theodore at the time was involved in the women's temperance movement led by Victoria Woodhull and also none other than Susan B. Anthony. Mm. You know her Whoa. from the dollar coin. <laughs> yeah. Love those things. So the she, Indian woman? She didn't like liquor either? Uh I I don't know what her stance on temperance was, but Oh, she I was thought a, you said temperance. Sorry, I'm a idiot. Did I say temp oh, sorry. Women's suffrage, not temperance. I did oh, say okay. women's. Yeah, no, I mean temperance. that makes sense with the woman's suffrage thing, but you know how annoyed if she was like an uh, if she was a temperance practicer, how annoyed would she be if she found out that the dollars that they had with her face on it were mostly being exchanged for booze? Yeah, yeah little shot right? bottles. Yeah. So uh, during one night at a convention, uh, Elizabeth and Theo got in a screaming match, and Elizabeth ran into Susan B. Anthony's room, locking the door, while Theo was banging on the door, calling her a whore, Damn. and. Elizabeth confessed the affair to Susan B. Anthony. So this is another way that we know this actually happened. Wow. Um, but the thing is, is that Beecher was a cash cow for both Bowen and Theodore Tilden. His fame had brought them so much money and had oh, advanced wow. the role of women's suffrage and also abolition so far that I don't know if they were willing to give it up. They just they would look the other way. Yeah. While their wives were being plowed. Yep. So, uh, huh. while... Where was it? Huh. So, to cover it up, because they had to come up with a cover-up, right? Like, all these guys met in a room. Theo, Beecher, <laughs> oh, Bowen, no. Elizabeth, and a few other people. And, and they were like... black patent leather couch against yeah. the door. And Beecher was like, sorry, bang your wife. <laughs> Did he go but down I'm the line famous. one by one? <laughs> Holy shit. And they would pay... Beecher and these men paid out $30,000 worth of hush money to all the women that Beecher had boned. Damn. Going That's back all the way to Indiana. Going back all the way to Indiana. All these all people right. I was talking about, wow. this never came to light until these guys, like, tried to cover it up. Oh. Wow. All right, yeah. So sometimes conspiracy you just here. pretend it never happened, and it works better that way. Yeah. Cuckold conspiracy. So Elizabeth, who was part of these meetings and the cover-up, was like, what the fuck? Because if you remember, Beecher always told his women that this was something special and it was one thing that, yeah, like, this was the only time oh, I no. did this thing. Oh, oh, my God, you're so special. This is God's penis that's underneath you. He played all of them. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. every other guy ever. Right. In oh. this cover-up, there was also a rape charge that popped up. Hey. Edna Dean Proctor, which was one of the Bible study chicks out of Cincinnati. And here's the thing. Beecher didn't... She was also underage, by the way. Beecher didn't deny wow. the fact that he fucked her. He said it was consensual. So that Bill Cosby impression earlier was really <laughs> history predicting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So I mentioned the really important name back there. Victoria Woodhull. Mm. I don't know if you guys know who she is. No. Negative. No idea. So Victoria was a very important part of the women's suffrage, you know, that Thea was involved in. And Victoria promoted free love back in the 1870s. That's right, boomers. You're not original. Oh, no. All right. Fair enough. So by free love, that meant freedom to marry, divorce, and bear children. 
regardless of social uh, without social restric- restrictions and government interference. Really Everyone cool. Fuck. Right? Yeah. Also, uh, kind of hypocritical was because Beecher was running around saying that what Victoria was doing was immoral. Okay. Yeah. I so Vic- Victoria actually became the first woman, the first woman to run for president in 1872. Oh wow! Her running mate was Frederick Douglass. Whoa. Wow! Interesting. That's progressive. Yeah. What? Are, what? What did they want to do though? What were they trying to get at? Free love, dog. Free slaves. Free love. Who were they running against? I don't remember. I think it was Ulysses S. Grant, actually. Oh uh, yeah. Wow. Well, Ulysses S. Grant, he was a tough ticket because he saved the, uh, you know, uh, all of black people from slavery. <laughs> He's also a drunk. Yeah. Who cares though? <laughs> hey, is he uh, dead? Can we? Roast I wish him? Trump would have a drink or two. Relax, buddy. Yeah. Good enough. So anyway, uh, she wanted Beecher to get on her team, and he refused because he was like. You can't have love outside of marriage, even though he's railing everyone. Wow. Yeah. Still. So, Victoria, she had the dirt about Beecher due to the connection with Theodore Tilden, who after the whole infidelity came out, Theo started banging Victoria. And Victoria ends up exposing Beecher's hypocrisy to everyone, being like, look at these dudes that oppose free love, but then, like, in private... Beecher's fucking your entire congregation. I mean, sneaky. Not good. It's not good. So things broke down and uh, between Beecher, Tilden, and Bowen. And Tilden actually brought Beecher to court over the affair with his wife. The court case in 1875 was a whole big thing, a media sensation, probably one of the biggest cases in the 19th century. Obviously, Beecher had the best lawyers and came out fairly unscathed. Okay. Um, but here's the thing is uh, like over the entire ordeal of him doing this cover up and like the court case, Henry got so depressed that he would often cry out and say, I'm going to commit suicide. Well, God doesn't like people who commit suicide, so he shouldn't do that. Yeah. He's stuck in limbo. Yeah. Then you're just there with Robin Williams. No, the other, his wife in that movie. <laughs> oh, oh no, but Robin Williams did in real yeah. life. I forgot. In real life, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a was that yeah. a very good joke, or did you just no? That was a genuine stumble accident. through I that. I was thinking that <laughs> movie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, look no, at you. That's very sad, actually. That's that bothered me. And the funny thing is that Eunice Beecher blindly, even ignorantly, stood behind her husband, calling all the claims. Of infidelity, slander. Wow! Do you um, think my husband gonna have sex with that woman? That will <laughs> first thing. First of all, my husband has experienced what it's like to get your dick sucked by these teeth. <laughs> Nothing gumming at all. Just gumming around. Gumming, gumming, gumming. Straight gumming. Straight gumming. You see this? This woman's got a nice pair of insides that I cannot compete with this. <laughs> gumming, gumming, gumming. Wow. She would never commit no adulterous acts upon my teeth. Oh, good about <laughs> well, bringing my brother home. <laughs> I'm suddenly in the mood for a gum job. Yeah. I'm in the mood for Hooters wings. Oh, me too. Oh, man. You nice. <laughs> that's that's really what it changed. Wow. Great wow. job, How you nice. How do you smile like that and continue to give me fellatio? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ask me the question. Mike, you haven't said much. How's this boy die? <laughs> I just drink a little bit of beer. All right. This idiot had hypocrite. 
Right. He bounces back after the court case. He also gains this terrible habit of backing, backing corrupt presidents like Ulysses S. Grant and Grover Cleveland. Everyone's like, those campaigns were going to shit. And he's like, yeah, they're great. I love them. Right? Right. Right. He tours he tours Europe once again. This time he brings you nice. And then he laments uh the fact that he <laughs> wishes he'd never married her. Oh my god. Quoting his rival, Victoria Woodhull, oh. marriage is a prison where love dies. I can see that. <laughs> Yo, how fucking emo is that? <laughs> wow. Don't get married, kids. Yeah. That's... Yeah, hey, knock it off. Yeah. Just 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 fuck. Yeah. Everyone, don't get married. Just fuck everyone. Yeah. While their husband is in the next room. Yeah. And, Consent's uh, important. Don't use God as consent. Then yeah. you don't have to hang that out guy, later. That guy can't give consent for anything. So in March of 1886, Beecher suffers a stroke. Oh, he's, no. He's nearly, he's nearly unresponsive in bed for a few days. The doctor and and Eunice are discussing the fact, like, oh, dude, is he going to make it out? And the doctor's like, no, there's no hope. So Eunice is like, can you understand us, stupid man? <laughs> you are, Can you understand us? Can you hear what I'm saying to you? Yeah. My precious husband. <laughs> Henry wow. clasps and unclasps his right hand a bunch of times oh. and then says... You were saying I could not recover and smiles. Those were his last words as he slipped into a coma and died a few days later. Ooh, haunting. Damn. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Man. So his funeral was a massive thing in New York City. Businesses closed for a day. Wall Street. Oh, wow. Uh, City Hall. They all b- draped black bunting off of their buildings. Unice didn't permit a few of his siblings from attending the private funeral because they had come out for his, like, being a dickbag in the whole trial thing. Ooh, catty. And, yeah, and he was buried at Greenwood Cemetery in Brooklyn, and his tombstone is engraved with a quote from Corinthians. He thinketh no evil. Oh. Well, you there can't. You yeah, gravestones don't lie. Yeah. That's Especially how you really pull it together. Ones. So you got you to gotta hang... Beecher, who did nothing wrong, and for Never. some reason we're talking about him. You just need a zinger on the tombstone. Yeah, zinger uh, Corinthians. I don't know. That's an interesting guy. I didn't know he was the most. I didn't know anything about him. Just hypocrite up and down. I like it. Yeah. Well, I think this dude probably would have been in your history books for the Civil War if the fact that Lincoln didn't get shot in the back of the head the same day he delivered the speech. Hmm. All right. Interesting. And he started mega churches. So yeah. you're welcome, Joel. He's an asshole. Shit. <laughs> that. All right. So that's, well, you know his sister, Uncle Tom's cabin. Tom's in the book. The sister Check cousin. him out. I play a character in the book, okay? Sister. <laughs> I just play a cat a character. It's not really me. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thanks a lot, Travis. Excellent, Excellent. research. Yeah, thanks, Travis. All right, let's Thank let you, well, this is a long episode, so let's wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. All right, so this is Ross Mortem. If you made it this far, find us on social media. Find us on other things. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ross Mortem Cast. It's a place where you yeah. can give us your money. Woo! Yeah, so I can learn about Jesus some more and how to get it in using yeah, no, Jesus' that is- ways. Jesus' ways. 
Jesus wept. Guess what, Jesus? Tonight I pray for a larger penis. The end. <laughs> hey, man, we all got wishes. I mean, so that's no that. Stop um, it's your wish. Personal uh, social medias don't care except for Mike's Smooth Brand. No, you're on Smooth Brand. Tell us about it. Smooth Brand 420. Smooth Brand 420. CBD, 7-Eleven, Taquito, slightly undercooked but bearable. Yep. That's yeah. the best Good name. Account. Good account. I've had a slightly undercooked taquito, and it is bearable. Let me tell you. Damn. They're not so good when they're overcooked, and they're, like, rock hard. You're like, yeah. You can get away with crusty. it a little. Yeah. yeah. You can get away with a rare taquito, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always respect when they, like, let you get a test bite, and they're like, is it good? Wait, Wait, you ask for test bites at 7-Eleven? You're the worst. Yo, let me get a test bite, dude. Like, this one's, like, pretty what fucking fuck? burnt. Do you want to eat this one? And I, like, take a bite out of it, and they're like, oh, it's pretty foul. And they're like, all right, you can get, like, don't even, don't even worry about it. They're like, no, they're not good. All right, you well, are a guinea pig at 7-Eleven. <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? I guess so, yeah. You know what the clerks are thinking back there? They're just like, hey, man, I bet you $5 you can't get that kid kick-flipping in our parking lot to eat this, like, ra rabies-riddled taquito. Hey. All right. And, and you I get that guy $5. They're, you they're go good to, at this crunchy. You can go to patreon.com slash roastmortemcast, or you can go to the GoFundMe that we're going to start from Mike. Yeah. Uh, for his keto bowels. Yeah, when he when he starts when his bowels start eroding. Yeah. Colitis. New bowels. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll keep your eyes peeled for Mike's for that. bowel erosion therapy. Yeah. Later, wow. dogs. Bye, yo. Danky. 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 Dankard. Thank you, Shane. I pee out of it. Keep that in. Probably would have jumped to it. Just making yes. sure you got the answer right you know, again. You know what I hate when you're in a urinal and some someone goes like next to the MPs and there's like mad open spots. It's breaking yeah. breaking the unsung rule. That's a sin yeah. against God. Yeah, that is a sin. I get, all, like, I get uncomfortable and I like can't pee and I like think about it too much, and then I end up like don't pee, like don't pee, and the guy just walks away. And then I'm like, good to go. You, you got to clamp it and then move to the urinal away from him. No, because no, then he knows you're he a knows pussy. I'm freaking out about it. So I just can play we just... cool. But you're a pussy with a full bladder. No one's going to mess with anyone that has a full like, bladder I'm... and his dick in his hands. I, I want to pee so bad, but it just doesn't come out. It's so weird. Yeah, man. Can, we just, can we just make a rule if someone gets up next to you in, a, in like an open urinal and there's like, you know, there's all the other urinals. You can just pee on their shoes. No. no. That, yeah. yeah, no. I'm down with that. Yeah, bro. right. Like that's cool. Get Cody away says from me, no dude. because he the the bar we used to go to all the time in Huntington. He there was there was three urinals and he always chose the middle one when he went by himself, <laughs> as opposed to creating distance. I was go because places. the other urinal, my ass would get clipped by the door when someone walked Ooh. in, or if I went on the far right urinal, there's three yeah, urinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody, whoever's washing dumb. their hands can see my penis in the fucking mirror. <laughs> Cody, you sound like a real lineman right now. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Uh, 